Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you like this podcast, then consider checking out the other great podcasts at metalsharkstudio.blogspot.com. Papa, Mama's making me do kitchen work again. <sighs> Son. Your mother will pay for this. Get my bat, Papa. Don't hurt her. You want to be a woman? Nope. So shut up, son. Who is rapping? Over keen. Dragons are not over keen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shout flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the Welcome to the seventh edition of the Skyrim Addict Podcast Roundtable. Hey. What do you say? Hey, everyone. This is the season one finale, and we are the show who compares and contrasts Skyrim experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing the same quests with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Hello. 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 And we've got a few more people than usual. We're joined by a couple more people. And uh, so I figured we'd just go around the room and introduce ourselves, and we'll start out with the newbie, Juan. Hello, Juan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Very well, thanks. Would you go ahead and tell us your name and where you're calling in from and your character's name? Uh, My name is Juan uh, Diaz. I live in uh, Southern California. Um, My character is uh, Scorpion Forktongue. Wow. He's a level 57 Argonian. I kind of um, based him Ooh. off of uh, Scorpion from uh, Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Get over here. Exactly. <laughs> um, anything? Any other stats you guys wanted to know? Or um, Yeah, just uh, tell us your, your three main attributes you were assigned at the top of the, the mission. Okay. So um, a, he's an Argonian male. Uh, my three main skills were block for warrior, illusion for mage, thief for um, speech for thief, <laughs> and I have actually achieved 100 on all three. Wow! Um, so is, yeah, nice. is he the first to 100 yeah. on all three? Has anyone done 100 on all three yet? Not I. No. No. Nope. You're the you won. Good job, Juan. You win. Hey, I win. Do I get a cookie? <laughs> We'll, we'll come up with some prize for you. You get a rookie so, pat on the back. You get a sweet roll. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't steal it, please. <laughs> um, so for um, illusion, uh, I kind of took notes on the four um, master illusion spells, just because uh, the fact that you need to uh, get a spell from the, the trainer at um, the College of Winterhold or yeah, the Mage's College. Um, you have to get the... Um, he gives you a spell, and then you cast it all over the place and try to find these four 
books. And the four spells that you end up getting at the end of the thing is Call to Arms, Harmony, Hysteria, and Mayhem. And I never realized how awesome Illusion Magic was <laughs> until I got this. Um, <laughs> and then, I'm hoping I pull Illusion for my next character. I've never actually <laughs> used it much, but from what Colin and, and now you say, it's probably one of the funnest schools of magic to use. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah one, is, uh, is your guy, can you like class him as a good guy or is he a little bit devious? Um, well, considering uh, my faction was the Dark Brotherhood, um, I think he's more uh, on the Yay. evil side. and uh, um, <laughs> That makes Illusion ten times funner. Yeah, you, you just you don't even worry about who you throw it on, um, as I'll, I'll explain later. <laughs> um, so my stat spread um, was three to Magicka, 2 to Health, and 0 to Stamina. And I'm currently at 440 for Magicka and 320 for Health. My spouse is um, Dravinia. <laughs> um, and I found her in uh, Kynes Grove. She's a Dunmer Mage uh, expert oh, nice. alteration trainer. Match and, made in heaven. Um, <laughs> yes, and her... Um, to get her, you uh, get her some frost salts to help her keep the miners cool. And then you gain her favor, and then you can marry her. <laughs> My home is Heljarkin Hall in Windhelm. So to yeah. get that started, I had to um, first solve um, who the butcher is, and then also join the Stormcloaks. And um, once you complete Rescue Fort Newgrad, then you're able to purchase the home. So I actually tried to finish the entire uh, Civil War quest before finishing this because I wanted to see how that would affect um, future events. And it turns out that um, if you complete the Civil War quest, then you don't have to um, go to the, the Greybeards to set up the big meeting and um, sit there and start dispersing all the land because... Stormcloaks on everything already. <laughs> nice. That's that's interesting because to get Hellyark, and I thought that you had to go up to to Dawnstar. Yeah, it is actually. It's the, it's the Pale. It's yeah, I'd go up to the Pale and you, kill yeah, a giant and. Her gym, didn't you? Um, Hiram. Hiram is the, is the the house in Windhelm. Oh, oh, in Windhelm, that one. Okay, yeah. That you need to do the the uh, butcher. The butcher quest, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, thanks. That's a great introduction to your character, Juan. Um, so we'll just go around the room again. Brian, would you like to tell us your name, your character's name, and your three main attributes, please? Yeah. Uh, Brian, live outside of Chicago. Uh, my character's name is Egret. She's a female Breton. She's currently sitting at level 32. And the three attributes is warrior skill, archery of 54, mage skill, enchanting. I got that at 81, and thief skill. It's pickpocket, and I'm sitting at 53. That's great. Hey, Kathleen. Oh, we just lost Kathleen. Hey, Colin. Can you give us a reminder of your guy? Yeah, hi. My name's Gunvar Oakenmaster. My character's name is Colin. (laughs) Uh, uh, He's uh, currently level 53. Uh, His main attributes were uh, illusion magic, one-handed, and speech. A uh, hundred in illusion and one-handed, and eighty-one in speech. Damn. That's it. 
Gunvar knows how to work that one hand. Attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kathleen, would you like to uh, give us a little breakdown of your character and where you're calling in from, please? Sure. Um, this is Kathleen. I am calling from Pennsylvania in the U.S. My character is a female wood elf named Shiva Bournier, and her warrior skill is smithing, her mage skill is illusion, and her thief skill is light armor. Do you know what levels you're at on those three? Well, I went double legendary in smithing. Impressive. I went legendary in illusion. Very And I just went legendary in light armor. Gosh, damn, wow. Like, today. She is on her ship. <laughs> wow. Amazing. That's great. And yeah, Mr. I'm at Victor. level 58 now. That's great. Victor, can you give us a reminder there? Sure. I am Victor. I'm calling in from western Massachusetts. My character is a Dunmer named Slythe Aaron. He is uh, currently level 51. Uh, his uh, skills are um, two-handed and enchanting and alchemy, and he's Right now he's at about 95 and two-handed. He's gone over 100 in alchemy, uh, but his enchanting is still only about 75. Um, and my stat roll was 301, so I have a hell of a lot of stamina. Uh, <laughs> not much health except for all that I've buffed up with various enchantments and uh, a little bit of magicka. Very nice. Did I leave, did I leave anyone out? Yourself. Oh. Myself. Oh, okay. Um, my character, my character is Mania Abobna. She is a red guard from Hammerfell, having a good old time vacationing in Skyrim. She was assigned speech, which she is a silver-tongued minx at this point with a skill level of one hundred. Ooh. And I will not be going legendary in that, because that is a horrible, horrible skill to have to try to bump up to 100. Oh, yeah. I, let's see. She is a level 95 and two-handed, which uh, I jumped 15 levels since our last test. I uh, basically just went through all the all my miscellaneous quests. I, I just mowed through all of those this past uh, few days and and was concentrating on my two-handed. She is currently carrying an ebony warhammer, uh, with the Chaos Enchantment and the uh, Fiery Soul Trap. And uh, I have my Orc follower, Ogle, uh, who I just load up with the Soul Gems <sighs> and uh, kind of let him... I, I gave him an, also a Fiery Soul Trap Enchanted Ebony uh, Battle Axe, I believe. So he's collecting souls for me, and I collect some too, but I hardly ever have any Soul Gems enough for myself. Um, but I uh, also have a restoration of 55, and I tried to uh, grind that a little bit today, but I uh, just don't know about this restoration. I actually took Colin's suggestion. Last episode he was discussing, uh, what is it called, Colin? Sunfire? Something, some restoration spell where it's actually should be in the Destruction School, but it's against, um, against Draugr and the Undead. Vampires, yeah, Vampire's yeah. Bane and... Uh, you got a sun aura or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was throwing sun balls at uh, the Draugr, and that seemed to boost it up a little bit, but it's still so slow going for the restoration. It's 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 a, it's a pain in my butt. But uh, so she lives over at Lakeview Manor, 
and she has a husband, scouts many marshes, an Aragonian from the docks up in Windhelm, who I went and helped out. So he moved in, and we're thinking about adopting some children here pretty soon. <laughs> so that is basically the <laughs> breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> for real life. Uh, that's basically a little breakdown for <laughs> Mania Abobna. Um, and does anyone have any exciting events or cool side missions or bugs or glitches or interesting treasures or finds they'd like to go over before we hop into the main quests? Um, well, I did the uh, Dawn Breaker. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Where she always drops me. Yeah. 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 Did you get that figured well, out? Brian, you were having she, trouble with like, that last finished... time, right? <clears throat> Well, I fin- well, Brian, this is what happens. I finish the quest, and when she takes you up again to give you the sword, she immediately drops me, and I go, splat! <laughs> it's, it's a glitch in my game. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, man, it sucks. But it, it, it worked this time. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I got my sword. Yeah, I, it is crazy. I'm like, oh, I got to save it again. That's great. What so, do you have any idea what time. changed this time that caused it to work this time? I don't know. I have no idea. Welcoming to the podcast for I believe this is his second episode. We have the leader of Metal Shark Studio himself, Mr. Right. Blake Greer. Hello, Blake. Hey everybody. Hey, that's right. Howdy. Hi, Blake. <laughs> I had to I had to at least pop in and make an appearance for the season finale. Yeah, totally. That's great. All right. Uh, we're, we welcome you open-handedly. Do you have uh, a special announcement or anything you'd like to say about Season 2 coming up? Yeah, well, first I wanted to say thank you so much to Victor for editing the last show for me. That was oh, a huge, huge help, man. I really appreciate that. I enjoyed it. And then, <laughs> and then I want to say to, to Colin and to Victor, uh, thank you guys both so much for, in Season 1, having... Uh, perfect attendance for every episode of the roundtable. <laughs> yes, that is greatly appreciated. We got sweet rolls too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Better than an arrow to the knee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One one more thing before I take off, I just want to say um, on season two when we go, we're going to Soul Soul's time, right? Soul's time oh, yeah. to do Dragonborn. All Ooh, right. Ash and more ash. I've been to Solstheim. I haven't started any of the main quests there. So if it's cool with everybody, the Khajiit character, my main that I've been playing with, um, I'd like to take him and uh, rejoin the round table for season two since I've never played any of the DLC. You're playing blind, eh? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, be, uh, we, would, love first to, we would love to have you aboard. That would sounds wonderful to me. Anyone have any oppositions? None at all. If you do, you're cut out. Nope. <laughs> Board barrier. Yeah. You've got to go to your own room when you're licking your balls. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to see your cat ass hanging out that's, everywhere. That's right. That's right. Well, all right, guys. I just wanted to pop in and say hello and uh, say uh, thank you for uh, everybody doing season one. And I'm looking forward to rejoining everybody for season two. But I'll let you guys get back to it, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you all later. Hey, all right. Great to talk to you, Blake. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you on Soul's time. Bye, Blake. Um, and that was Blake, everyone. Go okay. ahead, Juan. Uh, yeah, the um, the Dawnbreaker, that was uh, the Meridia's quest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I just wanted to add that um, there is a lot of gold um, in that quest. Because oh, some, yeah. some of the bodies are holding up to, like, 75 
um, septums are. I think I saw one that had like a hundred. I looted everybody in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For some reason, those desecrated yep. corpses are all. I do all it full too. I, I think it's because uh, she pulls you out right at the end. Because if, if you forget to loot the corpses and grab the sword, she pulls you out before you can loot all the corpses that are surrounding the body. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I make sure to get everything before I yeah. get extracted. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no master chest in there. I think nope. that's why you get yeah. all that gold and oh. bodies. Mm, there you go. Right. Yeah, I did a I did one quest that I've never done before. I did the uh, Heart of Debella uh, quest just almost by accident. I was wandering around and wandered into the temple and it started it. So uh, it's a it's a minor little quest. Can you give us a little breakdown? Uh, you 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 sneak past the. Uh, you're told not to go into the uh, inner sanctum, so of course you do, uh, and <laughs> you uh, you sneak in there, and of course the the mother superior catches you and uh, uh, lets you know that well she won't kill you immediately if as long as you go and find the sibyl for for them uh, because the the old sibyl is just passed on and and they need a new sibyl so you have to go. I don't know if it's radiant. Uh, if the the location changes, because uh, I'd never done it before, uh, but this one was, I think she was in Kynes Grove. Um, and you do a few things, and you go get the Sybil and bring the Sybil back, who is a young girl. Um, and uh, once done, you get the Agent of Debella, uh, which allows you to deal more damage to the opposite sex, depending on what sex you are. Uh, so it's not a it's not a huge quest, but it, it was. A, a new quest that I'd never done, so it was fun. And that one starts off from the tower in Markarth, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. That that perk, that that perk where you damage more to the opposite sex. That's kind of the opposite of the merchant perk, where you can get better prices from the opposite sex. Right, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey Brian, did you get into anything exciting? Do you have any side quests or any fun little side missions or anything? Oh uh, no! I just had to get caught up with uh, not, you know, not being in the last round table. So I had the uh, couple up, all the ones Bane, the Fallen, what was it? Season ending and right up to Parthenax. I had to knock those mm-hmm. out because I ended up missing out. Do you have anything interesting happening there? Could get into those a little bit if you want. Yeah, I'll burn through those real quick. Um, the last thing, the last time I was on, uh, I stopped at uh, that. I I found out my human follower was on up at the uh, College of Winterhold. And uh, I needed to head up there, uh, but I needed to do some pickpocketing as well, so I was working on that. Then I ended up uh, heading up to the College of Winterhold to go ahead and get uh, uh, Onmond, the elf at the uh, front gate, Feralda. Uh, she told me I had to cast a fear spell to enter the college. Uh, well, my uh, three things I have to work on, my stat spread was Magicka is at zero, so I only had 100 mm. Magicka. Well, it turns out oh, no. that I needed 150 Magicka to cast oh, that no. fear spell of all spells. <laughs> oh, shit. So I was like, I was like, fuck that. I ain't doing that. I'm going to go work <laughs> on just uh, working on the quest line again. So I went back to the quest. So I went on number 13, which is Alduin's Bane, uh, which is pretty pretty tough because I wasn't all that leveled up. So I didn't have the, um, I didn't have real good armor. I didn't have real good weapons. So it was it was kind of a pain in the ass of a, of a, um, of a mission. But uh, I headed back up to the throat of the world to read the Elder Scroll at the uh, Time Wound, and then I had, like, this weird hallucination, like a Greta had been hitting a skooma crack pipe a little too hard, so I started seeing a whole bunch of shit. Uh, I learned a dragon wrench out from the Nord heroes, 
then I had to go ahead and fight Alduin uh, with the newly obtained shout, which is a really cool shout. You, you go ahead and hit it with the dragon rend, and it'll fly around for about a half second, and it'll just drop to the ground, and they sit there for a good 20 or 30 seconds. So while I was fighting him, you know, he's dropping all this fiery shit on me, and I'm jumping all over the map trying to get away from him. Uh, when I had used my bow, uh, called Kiss by Fire, my damage level at that time was only level 28 on the bow, and, uh, took just over an hour and about 300 arrows to take him down. Wow. Good lord. So, I was telling you, it was, it was, it was a tough-ass battle. It took me a long time. Oh I mean, when you're that Goodness. low level and fighting that, yeah, it takes a long time. Uh, but I finally, you know, took him down, but then he ended up talking some shit and flew away. So I was like, kind of, kind of, man, really? So, <laughs> Isn't that so disappointing? You think you whooped his ass and then he just ups and leaves at the Especially end Especially after oh. a fucking hour and 300 arrows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get back here, you fuck. Yeah. So uh, the next uh, mission was the Fallen. Uh, Parthenax told me I had to go talk to the Jarl Whiterun because uh, uh, Dragon Search at one point in time was used to trap dragons out on their front porch. I, I went there, talked to him, and he was worried about the pending war and said to go speak to the Greybeards to see if they negotiated a truce. I ended up uh, going up and talking to the Greybeards. I had to learn a shout called uh, Odvat. Uh, I can't even pronounce this word. Odaving. 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 Oda, Oda Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and had to set up the trap at uh, Dragon Search. I trapped him pretty easily, and then I uh, just hit him a couple times at the Dragon Run, dropped him down. Uh, had him follow me in, and then dropped the trap on him and got him uh, got him caught. And then the next mission after that was uh, season unending. And uh, let's see, I had to head back up to High Rothgar and speak with Arngir. Is that how you say his name? Arngir? Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Uh, we, we've pronounced him. it 15 different ways sure. on the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The way I'm reading it is Arngir. Uh, so I spoke at Arngir. Uh, he agreed to host a negotiation, uh, so I had to go talk to both... General Tullius and Ulfric Stormcloak to get them to come to the negotiations. I spoke to Ulfric uh, first, and he told me that I had to go talk to General Tullius, and if they were willing to both show up at the same time, you know, one one would show up, and if the other one said, "Yeah, I'm not showing up," it was just a bunch of bullshit between the two of them because <laughs> it just neither one of them really wanted to back down. Uh, but they finally agreed, so I go back up to High Rothgar. And I walk in on uh, Angier and Delphine, and they're sitting there arguing. I'll tell you what, dude. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, man, I've already dealt with bullshit with Alfric and this other dude, and you guys are up in there arguing. I just wanted to foos roll down both their asses right across the room because they were just getting on my nerves. <laughs> but I went ahead and uh, went into the uh, chamber room where they had everybody sitting at the table and stuff. And then uh, Alfric, right, right off the bat, as soon as the meeting started, Alfric started acting like a jagoff, and he said – you know, he does that. He wants to go ahead and get Riften, or uh, I'm sorry, he wanted a Markarth, and the Empire gets Riften. So that's that's the negotiation I made out. I went ahead and gave him Markarth. I gave the uh, uh, I gave the Empire to Riften, and then Ulfric turns around and says he wants Heilmark. And I said no. And he started whining again, but the truce is settled. And on the way out, Delphine drops a big old bomb on me. And she says she wants me to go whack out Parthenax. <sighs> I really didn't want to, but at that time I still needed some dough. So, <laughs> I went up and spoke to Parthenax, talked to him for a minute or two, and I just started attacking him. I dumped about ter 10 arrows into him before he actually tried starting to fight back, uh, but he dropped real quick. It, it killed him pretty quick. Uh, I 
went ahead and uh, took his bones, uh, which is what I was really after because those were worth a lot of money. And then I took your advice, uh, Andrew, and I parkoured up to the top of the hill, and I went ahead and got that, uh, that, notched, uh, that notched pickaxe. I didn't know yeah. you could parkour in Skyrim. Good Lord. Oh, that was the only way I could find my way up there, man. I had to jump from rock to rock. But I got up there. I got the notched pickaxe, and uh, I mined all the shit that was up there. They had a whole bunch of ebony ore, uh, moonstone. I think moonstone was up there. All the expensive shit was up there. So I went and mined yeah. everything, and I went back to Delphine. And uh, I told her that uh, I whacked out Parthenix, and she uh, she said, good job. And that was it. <laughs> awesome. Hey, is, are Parthenix's bones worth more than a normal set of dragon bones? I think they're still the same. It was 200 for the bones, and I want to say 150 for the scales. Nice. That's a, that's about sounds about normal. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if they would be you know, special in some way or not. Oh, that sounds good. Thanks for the update, Brian. Yeah, Sounds like you're all cool. caught up with us there. See. Hey, um, Kathleen, did you have any special fun events, any side quests or anything that you got into? After the main quest, I, like I said, I was a glutton for punishment, and I went back down to Blackreach. I like it down there. I wanted to collect my stupid 30 crimson roots or whatever you need. Yeah. And then I mined like crazy because there's so much crap in there to mine. Like, I found ebony and gold and, you know, geodes and soul gems. And there was just tons of stuff for me to mine down there. But not a lot of creatures anymore. <laughs> I whacked out a lot of them. Pest control so, by Kathleen. Yeah, tough. But yeah. what was weird is when you get to Sovngarde. When you get to Sovngarde, you freeze out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, we'll see if she hops back in here. Hey, Juan, did you have any exciting little side missions before we get into our assigned quests? No, no, I don't really. I kind of tried to follow, and once I finished with uh, with the, the the season one, the last one, then I just went and jumped into Oblivion, um, thanks to our fearless leader. <laughs> 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 and I forgot how much fun that game was. Oh, that's awesome. Have you been playing the Elder Scrolls series a long time? Uh, actually, I started with uh, Morrowind and probably oh, wow. got, a couple hour, got a couple hours in on that one. And then Sorry, guys. <laughs> I got the yeah, Xbox fine. 360. And, uh, and then I, I started playing Oblivion, and, and I just played that until Skyrim came out. And then I hadn't gone back to Oblivion, and then uh, Michael David started talking about um, Oblivion and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give that a shot. And I and I'm sitting there, and I and I started playing. I'm like, wow, I forgot like how immersive this world is over here, where the, all these guys are just okay. Hey, go over here, and then go over there, and oh, and now that you're done with that, here, let me send you on this last quest before you can actually finish what you're supposed to do. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoy just running through. <laughs> Um, the whole the whole entire country because well it helps my athletics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have purchased uh, Oblivion, but I haven't played it very much. Maybe just a couple hours. Um, it's it's weird to start on Skyrim and and go back to earlier games. It's they just seem sort of clunky to me. But I I kind of wish that I would have started in the Elder Scrolls world back in the you know Morrowind or Daggerfall days. To yeah, see the progression of the games. It's, it's kind of hard to go backwards, but... Well, what I did play of Oblivion, I thought it was cool. 
Yeah, um, I know Mor- uh, Morrowind is, is really tough to go back to just because even when you're running, it just goes... Kunk, 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 kunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although one well, thing I liked about Morrowind is you can hide the bodies. Oh. When you kill somebody, it gives you the option to hide the body, so there's no body left after after you kill them. Oh, that's nice. So if someone doesn't get tipped off that someone else has been killed in the other room or whatever. Nice. Right. There's no fast travel in Morrowind, isn't that? Uh, that I don't. Wow. I, I like I said, I never got into that. But there, there is the um, the those big squid-looking things. Um, they do have those matches, yeah. Yes. Like a netch? Yeah. Oh, it is the netch. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah I like how self-referential this whole series of games is. You, oh, it totally. just keeps churning stuff up from its past all the time. Well, a lot of stuff in Skyrim, weapons and things are from Oblivion or before Chillrend and and other things like that are all they're all go way back into the into the previous games. Yeah, that's one of the major drawbacks of, of Skyrim being my first Elder Scrolls game is I don't get any of the references. You know, yeah. I'm staring I'm staring at this really cool weapon and I don't know that oh this has been in the last four games and just <laughs> no. I just don't realize it. Yeah. Right. Oh, Ka- Kathleen, you were interrupted there uh, by a technical glitch. You were talking about oh when I went to Sovngarde. When I went to Sovngarde, that um, dude that you have to fight before you go over the whale bones to get into the hall. Son, or I son. forgot what a total yeah. jerk he is. Like <laughs> soon or something. Yeah, um, total jerk. He actually killed me the first time. I was like, what What the hell? I was not expecting that at all. Because usually I'm like a one, one and done. Like one shot, they're done. But he was like a jerk. But he didn't make it the second time. <laughs> he, killed he went me down times. pretty fast and let me go wow. through. But I was like, he was tougher than Alduin for yeah. me. I was Same like, here. what the hell? Yeah, I Come I was kind of surprised about uh, how quickly Alduin went down, actually. Well, it's four on I mean, one. Three arrows. Yeah, that's true. That was it. I need to go back and turn up my difficulty and then try Alduin again. So that's cool. Kathleen, any other uh, exciting side adventures or anything before we get into our quests? Uh, I no, think that's probably about it because I haven't gotten to play. Sorry, okay. Colin. That's cool. No, you're busy. Who was speaking there? Was that Juan? Uh, yeah, that was me. I, I did want to add um, on the lad pod- oh, last podcast. Oh, sorry, Juan. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, on the last podcast, uh, that somebody had mentioned that they killed um, Shadowmere. And I, I had looked. That I was looked, me. Yeah, and actually, come to find out that Shadowmere returns in ten days in that same oh. pond where you first find them. Find her. Wow. So if you, if you accidentally yeah, kill her, really? yeah, in ten days That's awesome. you, go back, you go back there and there she is. I did not know that. I um I had to reload. What if I can't remember where she is though. It's uh, oh, right it's in front the, of it's, Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, the, the, the Dark, Dark Brotherhood, Brotherhood Cathedral or whatever it's called. Oh, you just go back the to the Dark Brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, the oh. Black Pool. Yeah, I had to reload not too long ago because I fell off the side of a mountain. I was trying to go down the mountain too quickly, and uh, Shadowmere took, <laughs> took, 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 took the load of the fall. And I actually lived through the fall, but Shadowmere died. I was hoping that I would die, too, because, you know, if you died then as well, then it would just reload and you'd have the horse and everyone together again. But yeah, too bad I, I, I survived, so I had to reload. I, now that I know that Shadowmere will live, you know, you can get her back in ten days. That, that's awesome to know. Yeah, now I'll just I, be jumping I, off all sorts of fucking mountainsides. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a quick escape right there. 
<laughs> just jump, Geronimo. That's amazing that um, you can fall off the highest cliff, and if you're on a horse, just the horse dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank Anybody else on. have any side stuff? Uh, Victor or Colin? I think we asked Victor. Colin, did you have any exciting side adventures, sir? Well, uh, yeah. After uh, I finished the um, the main quests, I've done quite a lot of things. Um, nice. Uh, I don't. Did anybody else try and go to be the um, uh, the Thane of Markarth? Uh, I've time. ever done that. No, I have, but not this huh. time. Because I uh, went up to the Pale and did that. I went and do and talked to the guy at Markarth, and obviously uh, you gave it to the Stormcloaks. Uh, as they have um, the, what's his name, Thornier of Silverblood. Mm. And it just goes, uh, it's come up with the line, um, is there anything else I can do for you, my y'all? And he goes, no, if you buy property, you can become sane. And I just went, like that. Yeah. I went, alright. Well, so I, I turned around to the guy right next to him, bought the property, <laughs> turned around, and he goes, thanks, well done, there's your house, I award you a call, thank you very much, you're now Thane of Markarth. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't even have to do the the Markarth. help three people from Markarth it, it, or whatever? It, it did, it came up saying, like, help five people, but it said I already helped five people, but... Oh, oh nice. I, you just you just happened to have already done those. Yeah, I don't think I did, though. So I, I tested it out, because <laughs> I gave um, Winterhold to the Legion, so I just uh, sauntered into the longhouse at Winterhold, and I went, hey, y'all, what's up? And he goes, hey, <laughs> is there anything I can How help you with? And he goes, no, thanks for helping our people. Uh, you know, if uh, you help three of our people, um, we'll make you sane. And I went, all right. And then it came up, I helped three people. There you go. Uh, you are now sane of Winterhold. Congratulations. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. And, then I walk back out again. So. Well, the Jarl does count nice. for three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three times the value of a normal citizen. I do have to say that the, the, the house you get in Markarth is probably one of the most awesome houses in, in the whole game. It's Glindrel Hall. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, I have to yeah. agree. that It's a really nice house. Yeah. <laughs> the enchanting table and the alchemy station are yeah. very impressive. I really yeah. like those. Wow, I, I need to go check that out. I've never actually owned the house. Would you say is that the Valendral Hall over yeah, there in Markarth? Yeah, it's really that's nice. one I've never actually owned. I should go check that out. I, I always avoid the west side of the map. I just hate the Fort Sworn so much. So. And you get a really good, uh, really powerful house, Carl, too. I forget her name, but, but she's... Uh, Me, too. Yeah. Well, he, uh, him is uh, <laughs> something the Bulwark, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was the... I thought it was a woman. No, maybe I'm thinking... Oh, that's the... the, the she's the house, Carl, at, at Proudspire Manor. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that place really sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Totally. It's, it's utterly worthless. <laughs> Super, super expensive for such a right. shitty home. Yeah. Dude, that place right. sucks, yeah. man. I fucking busted my ass to get money to buy that house, and that place sucks. I'd rather did live you, in a gutter. Did you buy it? a cardboard box over my fucking head. That place sucks. You did get it, though, right, Brian? Uh, unfortunately, yes, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed at how little storage there is in the three, yeah, in the the three story mansion. Yeah, no storage. There's no place to put anything. I just end up dumping everything in that sort of utility extra room in the basement. Hell, even even in White Run, you get that little breeze home. When you get the enchanting table, they got the tiny little, or no, I'm sorry, not the enchanting table, the uh, alchemy table. You get the nice little uh, pouch there where you can store all your stuff. Nah, you don't get. You just get yeah. a couple of barrels in the basement, so you gotta walk around a whole basement looking at these fucking barrels and put stuff away. Nah, that house sucks. 
That thing's yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with you. <laughs> it's impressive in size, but it's just its whole storage situation sucks, especially if you store some stuff upstairs, some stuff downstairs, which you have to because there's not enough containers to store everything that you well, have. Well, you and I are the same. We like to, like, come... You know, put everything in separate containers. You know, weapons here, armor here. You know, this and that. Oh, yeah, no, garbage. Yeah, I just, garbage. I just find it easier to keep everything categorized like that. Does anyone else just dump everything into one container? Or does everyone else also do the categorized containers? Oh my God, no! I'm too OCD for that. I have to have categorized containers. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume that most people would do it that way. Yeah, it just makes more sense to me that way. It would take too long to go through a container yeah, to find something if if you exactly. didn't have it organized. Yeah. At least, at least armor, weapons, and um, alchemy ingredients. That's yeah. the bare minimum right there. Yeah. Oh, no, I have to have a chest I, for the stuff I'm wearing now and a, and a closet <laughs> for the stuff I might wear later. And No, it's, no, it's terrible. I've only, I've only got three. I've got uh, alchemy components, uh, smithing components, and then all the shit I'm going to sell. It's the only stuff I keep is the stuff that I'm going to use. Everything else, I just sell it. That's a good call, too. Yeah, just have a cell bucket and just have everything dumped into there. Well, Brian, Proud Spire Manor is, is a metaphor for the hollowness of wealth and power. So we, you know, <laughs> come join the proletariat. <laughs> so Shakespearean. All right, well, if anyone is all caught up on some of their fun side adventures, I guess we can go ahead and jump into our assigned quest for this week. And the uh, assigned quest for this week were... Number 15, The World Eater's Irie. Number 16, Sovngarde. And 17, which I didn't write the title, what is that? Uh, Dragon Slayer. We will go ahead and hop into World Eater's Irie. Kathleen, can you give us a basic setup of what happened at the World Eater's Irie? Oh, no. no, she can't. <laughs> Lost her again. All right, well, uh, we'll go to Juan. Juan, do you have a basic summation of the World Eater's Irie? Alduin's right-hand dragon, Odoving, has released, uh, has revealed that Alduin has escaped to Savangard, the Nord Underworld, where he feeds on the souls of the dead. His portal to Savangard is located in the ancient dragon temple of Skuldafn, <laughs> high in, uh, in the Gerald Mountains. The only way to reach it is to set Odoving free so he can fly the dragonborn there. Very nice. Uh, and how did you find this quest, Juan? Did you have any fun adventures? Um, that one was, was actually kind of fun for me because um, I was a master of illusion at the time. And um, so mm -hmm. I w at first I sat there and um, took care of the, the first uh, two dragons. That took a little bit. And then I just kind of snuck my way through and just kept uh, casting, uh, what is that, mayhem. And just nice. let all the all the um, Draugr just kill each other, um, and oh, just kind of great. picked off picked off the guys that were left over afterwards. Because um, I don't know how far that spell reaches, but um, I just kind of found dead bodies all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a much easier way to go through it than how, yeah, how yeah. I did. <laughs> so when I showed up, the dragons pop out and they like to say hello to you, of course. So I would hit them with dragon rent, but instead instead of uh, landing somewhere convenient for me, they would go up to the top of the towers and they would land up there, <laughs> and I would have to go through all the 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 Draugr death lords in order to get to the dragons. 
But, you know, that wouldn't happen, and by the time I get to the dragon, they would take off again and everything. So that was a really annoying battle for me. I wish I would have had all of the, uh, what'd you say, not, it's illusion? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Hy- um, hysteria. Yeah, no, hysteria. Mayhem. Or mayhem. I, you know, I'd like to use some of those magic spells in the future. I'm going to have to do an all-illusion playthrough here pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, Colin, what happened when you got to Skodafin? Let's see. That's it. Say it with confidence, Andrew. That's it. Skodafin. Skodafin. Where do you put the emphasis? Uh, on the right <laughs> level. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, when I got, I, cause I got uh, the illusion as well. Um, but I kind of stormed the place um, instead of sneaking it in because uh, he needed to make like a special show of it. So he stormed oh. in. It was it activated mayhem? So the, the best one was uh, all the Drago would attack the dragons. And the dragons were just fighting them off, and then I'd be able to run in and give the kill shot, and then mop up with the snowman and take out all the uh, the Drogas. Then by the time you get upstairs. Uh, Nakarin or Nakarin, whatever his name is, he mm-hmm. was down to half health because he had to take out uh, a couple of the. Uh, was the, I think there was a Drug or Dreft Lord up there with him or something. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> since there were so many undead around, I, I popped out the that one Sun Ball. Um, I forget what it's called. The uh, that, that, that one. Thing is- Take a thousand years to kill the Duga Death Lord with that. Yeah, I was I was perched up where somewhere where they couldn't reach me, and I was just sitting there picking them off or trying to. I just started throwing it and throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. But I was trying to get my restoration up. I thought, oh, this might be a nice time where I can uh, throw that sunball at guys for a little while, and it actually um, worked on the Nakreen Nakreen whatever his name is that guy. It actually uh, worked on him too. I guess um, you know Dragon Priest or Undead as well. I love yeah, the I... fact that those two dragons are just sitting there watching you. you're yeah. watching through. <laughs> Hey, will will your um would you say mayhem that you were using, will that work on dragons or they're resistant to that sort of thing? It's just that the yeah, no. the Draugr were attacking the dragons, so the the dragons were attacking the Draugr back. Yeah, uh, no, were... the dragons are resistant to it. Yeah. Um it's just they're resistant to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They they resist uh, the the soul, um, the soul uh, the charge charging your soul gems and it's like that'd be a nice big soul gem there. <laughs> yeah. well, you, get, you get their soul anyway. Oh, yeah. super grande soul gem. <laughs> hey Brian, what happened to you when you showed up to uh, the Sovngarde area there? World Eaters Eerie. Yeah, I released uh, Oda Ving, and I rode his ass to skull fucking. <laughs> uh, uh, once I got dropped off, right away I had two dragons yep. and a Draugrite start fighting me, so I had to do a lot of ducking and dodging, and uh, I took all the rasses out. Uh, and I just kind of snuck my way all the way up. That's why my sneak skill is so high. Uh, I, I must have gained probably five or six levels in sneak just going through this small area here because I was oh. sneaking up on all the races. Three different dragons total I had to fight all the way up to the uh, porthole at the, of Sovngarde. And then the dragon priest was really easy to kill because I snuck up on him. I didn't, uh, he, didn't, he didn't spot me, and uh, I cracked his ass with two arrows. That was it. Yeah. Wow, two shot. Yeah, I was shocked too. I hit him with two two arrows and it was done. I was like, uh, okay, so I went and took all his shit and uh, hopped in the portal. <laughs> what kind of staff did he have with him? Was he the chain lightning staff? Oh man, I can't remember. I sold that shit. I know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My game let me grab it. Really? 
I have to leave it Let's stuck in the hole. No, I, got, I did get a staff out. I got this mask. The hell's the guy's name? Not Korean or not Korean or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I got his mask, and then uh, I, I got the staff and, and it's some wall out of him. That's about it. According, according to USP, it says his staff is Wall of Storms. Wall of Storms. Yeah. I don't love those wall of insert adjective here. I, I don't love those staffs yeah. very much. Yeah. What, what's that one where you spray on the ground and tentacles come up? Or is that from... That must be from Iraq or something. Or Hermes yeah. Mora. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. I just don't find a defensive wall all that useful or exciting. I'd rather go attack usually. Yeah. But that's because, you know, I'm a, usually a two-handed player. If Maybe if I go with Illusion, that would be something useful to have, to make them fight hey, each really. other, but have a have a have a wall of some defense around you as well. No, once they go through the wall, it's pretty, that's pretty much it. I, I, I tried that when um, I was uh, working on a character with all um, uh, destruction magic, and that was, uh, to me, it, just, it was such a useless spell. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, takes, it takes so much magic to use it, and it just... <laughs> what about the cloak spells? Do you guys like those? The and do you kind of get an aura of lightning or fire or whatever. Do you guys ever use those very much? Yeah, I, I use them when I'm fighting Drogo hand to hand. Oh no, yeah. Hand, but with melee weapons, I'll always bring up a cloak of fire. But... Huh. I know they're used on me a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I used I used oak flesh a lot on my dead is dead character. Uh, before he became dead. Oh. Um, <laughs> how, how high did you get with that character? How many well, levels I, did you? Did I would have gone farther, but but uh, the game bugged out on me a little bit due to various mod conflicts and things. I ended up with uh, I was doing the Civil War, and I went to Windhelm with Balgruf's axe, and I was immediately set upon by everybody, including Ulfric, who was attacking me. Wow. Um, and I don't. It's some bug. I might have had to do with the Helgen Reborn. Anyway, he was level twenty. Um, well, I'm impressed so you made it that far. I, I wouldn't have levels. Yeah. Well, you got to sort of adjust your gameplay. You can't just sort of dive into Bar- everything. Yeah, you know? can't barge in. Yeah. So what, what, what uh, difficulty, difficulty level? You play that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was playing on master. Um, wow. But I think more impressive. I think. Uh, the, for a good long dead is dead, I'd, I, I think I'd just go back down to expert or or, uh, or adept. It's just, especially with with uh, with the mods. Um, I, you know, when I started the character, the first thing I did was just make a lot of money chopping wood and, and making potions and stuff, and I hired two mercenaries. <laughs> and, and they did all the heavy lifting for me. I had um, um, Stenvar and uh, who's the other guy from Solitude? Um, uh, the bald guy. Uh, he's good. He's just like a, a battle mage type character. Um, starts with a B, I think. Um, Ball headed dude. Yeah, he's got long <laughs> long hair and and baldy and, and bald on top. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, nice. He's That's a good mercenary. Uh, between the two of them, they they took care of a lot of stuff for me. <laughs> well, name you Flack and name you Jacket. Flack Jacket. Yep. yep. Colin and Victor, did you have any cool stuff happen in the worlds? The World Eater's Ire before uh, we hop into Spodafin. No, I had similar experience with Nakreen, the uh, the wimpy dragon priest, um, after killing <laughs> waves and waves and waves of death lords and uh, yeah. and the two dragons. Uh, by the time I got to to the dragon priest, it was like whack whack, and he was dead. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that seems to be the the standard for for that particular uh, battle. Yeah, I kept getting weighed down because of all the great ebony gear that 
the Death Lords were dropping, I had to pick and choose between which of the Ebony mm. gear I was going to haul back with me. Yeah. All sorts of good stuff there. This is our only one shot at at Sovngarde, getting to Skuldafen, right? You you try you fly there, Odaving drops you off, and you can never go back if you choose to leave again. Is that correct? I believe so. As far yeah. as I know, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't actually tried to go back ever, but um, it's located in the Joral Mountains up sort of north northeast of Riften and those those high mountains up. Oh, is that, I never thought to look at the map while I was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just happened to look over there. It's, it's kind of on the east side of the map, those really tall mountains to the northeast of Riften. Hmm. It looks like you should be able to get there from, from Fort Dongard, though, if you ask me personally. Hmm. Uh, you know, you take that, that mountain pass back to Fort Dongard, you should be able to crack a hole and sneak over to Skuldafen if you really wanted to. But. Or the dragons should be able to just carry you again. Yeah. Uh, why can't you do the, the call dragon shout and have them take you wherever you want, sort of like fast travel, except for you can get to back to those places that wouldn't let you go before? It'd be like a, a even better than a horse. I think someone wouldn't let you back in. <laughs> as far as I can tell, you, you aren't allowed back. You get your one shot in Skuldafen. That's that's all you get, I believe. So does anybody know what all the dragons are shouting at you in between? As soon as you trigger that quest uh, and Odaving is trapped, um, every dragon that, at least in my game, every dragon that, that attacks you until you hop on Odaving and, and ride to Skuldafen, uh, is shouting something about Skuldafen. Oh, did really? notice that? I did Colin, not take notice you... of that. No, I always oh, it's um, when they're att- attacking you on your way to, uh, you know. Not necessarily on your way, but say you <clears throat> you decide to take a pause and you go off and do a few other things while Odaving is trapped in Dragon's Reach. Uh, you don't really want to go to Skuldafen quite yet, um, which I did, and I forget what I did. I did several quests, but was attacked by several dragons in between there, and it seemed like every one of them was shouting something about Skuldafen. Um, I was just curious if anybody, anybody knew what that was. I've never actually left them just trapped there before. No, I was being mean. No, as soon as I trapped <laughs> them, I ended up going into the very next mission. Unless you might have been hitting a skooma and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, they were probably all yelling at me for leaving him trapped on Dragon's Reach. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I always keep um, my subtitles on, and a lot of times I can I can read what what so, uh, some of them are actually shouting at me. Oh, really? I never, I never, I have them on, but oh, I yeah. guess I didn't notice whether they were saying anything or not. No, uh, it's in the dragon language, even the subtitles. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when uh, the dragon, the dragon, when the dragons are breathing fire or ice or lightning or whatever on you, Juan, do, is that actually translated? Do, are they shouting there? Only on certain dragons, it, it actually it actually gives the shout that they're using. Um, oh, wow. I, I think it's the, uh, some of the named dragons. Um, those, um, like, uh, you remember in the the first dragon um, in the very beginning when you go help the Jarl defeat that one dragon, the the dragon actually sits there and um, shouts and, and actually speaks to you. At, at the Western Watchtower that, that early on? Yeah, yeah. And it usually goes so quick, I don't have time, because you're too busy trying to kill them. To yeah, you're concentrating <laughs> on other things. You're not going to sit down with your little uh, your dragon pocket translator and say, no, okay, now what did he say? Yeah, I didn't have my earpiece on, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our adventure continues uh, from the World Eater's Eyrie. We have gone into 
uh, Skodafen, and atop Skodafen, we have found the portal to Sovngarde after killing the dragon priest Nakreen. That's a, I, I like the animation sequence of the portal opening up. You drop the the dragon priest staff into the hole to activate the uh, the portal, and it kind of crumbles underneath you and has this nice nice sort of light sort of start blasting through, and it sucks you, I guess, down? Maybe not up. It's the underworld, so I guess it would be down. That would... We associate more with hell, but it looks like heaven to the Nords. But, uh, so we get sucked into Sovngarde. Brian, did you have any, uh, interesting adventures in Sovngarde? Could you give us a little basic outline of what happens on this segment of the trip? Yeah, the uh, Sovngarde outline was uh, once you entered Sovngarde, you have to continue down this path through this mist, and through the mist you run into somebody and he tells you how to defeat Alduin. Uh, then you need to gain admittance to the Hall of Valor. Yeah, good luck with that shit. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you talk to the heroes of Sovngarde. That's the last thing that happens in that mission. I did just that. I uh, followed the path down through the mist. I ran into a soldier. He told me I must reach Shores Hall and to beware that the World Eater awaits in the mist to feed upon souls. So it turns out that the clear skies shout comes in really handy at this point. So I found my way to the Hall of Valor, uh, spoke to some dude named Soon, T-S-U-N. I'm just going to say Soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, to gain entrance. Uh, he said he needed to test my warrior strength and challenge me to a fight. Uh, with three quick cracks from his battle axe, he whooped my ass and <laughs> killed me with a triple headbutt kill cam. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. That is one of my favorite kill cams when I'm using like a warhammer. So they have it reversed and see from a third person view him doing that shit to me. I wasn't too fucking happy about it, but it happened. Uh, so I, uh, you know, reloaded, uh, went back up to him, and then uh, ended up running around a lot, trying to hit him with a couple of shouts. Uh, again, it must have took a hundred arrows to finally get this guy to finally stop and say, "Okay, you know, you're cool, uh, you're a tough guy, you're, you know, you're a tough guy, tough girl, whatever. Go ahead and go, and you can go ahead and talk to whoever you got to talk to." So uh, I went ahead and spoke with the three heroes of Sovngarde, and they uh, basically said, "Hey, let's go, uh, let's go kick a dragon's ass." Very nice, Colin. Did you have a uh, fun uh, getting into Sovngarde, getting into the hall there? I loved what walking into Sovngarde. I always do. Uh, I love properly. Uh, was like RPing it, like role playing it, and I sort of like went to the third person mode, and he was walking all the way down, no running, and he was blasting the mist over his way. And then I forgot to save and try and chop the head off. <laughs> like, God damn it! And I went so slow that I actually brought that stormcloak soldier with me all the way to the front, right where. Oh, nice. Uh, usually you lose them in the mist, but I managed to go slow enough, but the second time round I was, screw this. And I actually tried it a few times, because I was uh, trying to build up other things, so first I tried, uh, was it, uh, destruction magic, and I couldn't take him out with that, and then I tried two-handed, and I couldn't take him out with that. So then I had to fall back on, on the old uh, reliable, and I was using clear skies and uh, dual-wielding with the razor. Dragon Bane managed to get him down with that. With the Maroons razor? Yeah. And can you remind us what the perk of that is? I actually just went and found that earlier today. Uh, it uh, has a very small chance to instantly kill. And is that how you dispatched with Soon? 
No, no, no. You just take his health down, and then it's sort of like once he gets down low enough, he, he accepts you and says, "Yeah, you're you're tough enough." And as you walk okay. past, you give him a d- dirty look. I thought you maybe scored on the one percent chance with the Maroon's razor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good Kill luck with the that. guardian of <laughs> Sovereign Guard. Everybody yeah. can come on in. Yeah, come on at the party. I did pick yeah, I up some point one percent chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it, uh, I did score some. Uh, was it ox leg off the uh, the table inside? Uh, really? The but it, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. It uh, it doesn't show up as food. I thought I'd be able to. No. It, it yeah, it'd be like twenty five points of health instead of the normal five or whatever. But I did. There was somebody in there that I noticed, and I was like, "What the smeg are you doing in here?" And it was old <laughs> uh, Olaf One Eye. Really? Oh, cool. Olaf One Eye was in there. Yeah, Olaf, hey buddy, isn't he back in the respite, waking on Salaknia to kick his ass? <laughs> Olaf I, I guess I guess he must have died in the meantime. Well, his bones not. are back there, right? But not because uh, um, he's the his... hero of White Run, the the guy who captured Numenex. But he's also the one who's like entombed uh, at the yeah, end respite. With uh, it's the Bard's Quest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bard, yeah. Um, yeah, I know sometimes you find some of your dead homies over there in uh, so- in Sovngarde. Um I've I've seen a few people that that die in the in uh, during during the the, the gameplay. And yeah. kind of if you walk around, you can actually find some of those people up there. That's kind that's of wonderful. Cool. Yeah, it's that very was, cool. I've, I've done that too. Uh, that yeah. was the worst part for me because he got there in old. Um, Codlack was there waiting for him. So I, can't, <laughs> I can't get in, and uh, as a Gonval was like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of this guy, and I'll get it all sorted." And then Thun chopped his head off, and it was like, "Excuse me, Codlack, I haven't got time for that. Get out of the way." <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I also like uh, the fact that you can pick a, a, um, a couple different. Uh, you can pick um, by which right, depending on which um, right, faction yeah. you joined and stuff. That that was kind of interesting. I, I've actually passed that with a few different ones because I've done I've done um, I just looked it up and uh, I've gotten a right of plunder and cleverness and stuff like that. And I, I always thought that was kind of interesting that um, even even if you're um, if you're the listener, it's it, you know you can oh, I want to get in by the right of blood. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I always felt kind of uh, uncomfortable anything but right of birth or right of glory. Th- those two are the only ones that really seemed fitting for for Southern Guard. You know? Yeah, uh, well, maybe cleverness too, which is uh, the master of College of Winterhold. Winterhold but it's yeah. like I was like, oh, really? Right of blood? I'm 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 an assassin, but I can come in. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was one of my options, and I what was the companions one? That's the right of glory. Red Glory, that's, that's the one I chose. It just felt yeah. felt a little more upstanding, I guess. <laughs> Gunvar went for the right of birth for the Dragonborn. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's the, the storyline. <laughs> right, I'm yeah. the Dragonborn, stand aside. <laughs> stand aside. You remember yeah, which so one you went with, Brian? <laughs> on what? On those little different options. Depending on which uh, faction you've completed, you get the different... You know, let me in because I am the the leader of the chi- the companions or the leader of the college of magic or it just says different little things to let you in. You say stand aside because uh, you know. 
I didn't finish my panion thingy. Hmm. Uh, no, that's fine. It's just there's different options based on which uh, which so, faction yeah. you've come I from. really didn't get any options. I got either, hey, let me through, or <laughs> let's fucking fight. I mean, that was it. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still on the fence while I joined, because uh, I'm supposed to join the companions, but I haven't joined them yet. So, I yeah, once I, I got there, it was either, hey, yeah. either uh, you know fight or let me through. And uh, yeah. I fought, and he whooped the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm assuming you got in because you're the Dragonborn option. Then, uh, you know, basically, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I'm Dragonborn, get out of my way. And uh, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, because you haven't been to the college yet, right? Because you said you didn't have enough magic to get past her initial test yeah. to get across the bridge there. Yeah, yeah again, I, you know, hindsight being 2020, I probably should have gone through all that shit, but no, I didn't. So, <laughs> no, yeah, no, was, no big deal. They'll let you in anyhow. Yeah, they eventually they let did. anybody in. Uh, so, anybody else have any good uh, adventures in the mist? Find any gorillas in there? No, I was uh, the only. I mean, I've only been. This is only the second time I've actually gone through that. I mean, I've gone. I think three times I've I've gone into the uh, the main quest, but this is only the second time I've actually completed it. The first time was on my 360, and I, I did meet a whole mess of interesting people up there that I'd already killed, like Ulfric and various others. Uh, but this time I hadn't really killed anybody notable, so I sort of wandered through the mist and found the Stormcloak soldier, and that was about it. So I was a little disappointed. How, how are you finding this uh, completion of the of the playthrough? You said this is only like the second time you've done the dragon quest. Yeah, well, actually, how are you I, finding this? I'm totally with Colin in, in terms of the, the, the feeling of getting to Sovngarde. It's, it really is, I mean, it's just a game, but still, it's just kind of a thrill, you know, because I was always into the Norse mythology when I was a kid and all that stuff. Sovngarde is Asgard, you know, it's it's just, mm-hmm. it's very cool. I, I really enjoyed just sort of, and the same kind of thing, I, I, I set it to walk, just a kind of a thrill. <laughs> it was a lot kind of, of uh, absorbing the mist and taking yeah, the, and, and, the feelings. And walking across the, the, the Dragonbone Bridge there and, and, and entering the hall and and just wandering around for a while, you know, and, yeah. and meeting the heroes and watching them fight and stuff. It's, it's just, yeah. it's really cool. It's really well done. I think they, they really did a good job. In you that, have to that take your time thing. to absorb the grandeur of, Absolutely. of, of the Absolutely. Ball. And, and knowing that really, on it, well, I won't go jump ahead, but, you know, knowing what's coming. And so it's, take, you sort of take your time uh, wandering around talking to people that you can. So let me ask, with, with the exception of the fight itself, is there anything worth actually exploring the area, or is it just get across that bridge and start the fight? There's nothing in the area. Oh, <laughs> not really, no. My first playthrough, I, I wandered all over, trying yeah, to climb too. up the mountains, and yeah. I was like, oh, so disappointed. I was hoping to at least find a chest or maybe a special <laughs> weapon or yeah. something. And yeah. yeah, no. It's, oh, yeah. A pretty, it's a pretty place. It's, it's it's nicely designed, so it's pretty to wander around. The lighting's good. Yeah, there's, yeah, nothing, I, I, there's nothing down there if you jump off the whalebone bridge either. No, no. <laughs> I tried that too. Yeah. I was going to say I spent about a half an hour just you know sneaking and going slowly around and exploring everything, trying to expand the outer limits of the the area. I tried to get up on the mountainside and crawl as far as I could up and around the sides and everything. Just just because the first time I I kind of motored through and I was pretty sure there wasn't much around, but this time I was just going very slowly, trying to look for any little things that I may have missed. And other than some, I think there might be some different colored mountains flowers to collect. Other than that, I, I didn't really think that there was anything you could really touch or affect in the whole um, Sovngarde area. Other than the mist, you could affect the mist, of course. Yeah, I also uh, tried to go down the the canyon as far as I could, right next to the whale skeleton, but uh, that did not end well. All right, I wasn't sure, because the first time I played through 
the main quest years ago, you know, two years ago, two plus years ago, I just burned through it as fast as I could because I was afraid if I messed something up, I wouldn't make it across the bridge. And I have to start all over at the beginning. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know shit about the game. So I was just trying to get through. And the second time, I forgot what the hell I did the first time. So I <laughs> burned through it again. So yeah. I didn't bother looking through anything. I just, you know, wanted to get across that bridge. So I didn't know if it was worth, because, I, you know, I'm a hoarder. I like to hoard as much shit as I can so I can make money. And I didn't know if there was anything worth exploring for it. If there's not, then good. I'm glad I didn't. Well, you ran into a Stormcloak soldier and an Imperial soldier and some mountain flowers. That's basically all I found. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I collected some, I don't know what color they were, maybe blue or yellow mountain flowers, whatever they are. And so, yeah, we use the clear sky shout a lot just to get back through and across uh, the, the old bridge there and come into the hall and they're having a good old time in the hall, all the, all the, the Nord ghosts just hopping around, having a good old time. And uh, we come to meet our heroes of old, which were, I'm going to butcher these, but Gormloith, Golden Hilt. Hawk on one eye and Feldir the old are the uh, three heroes, um, and those happen to be the same three that you saw banish Alduin the first time when you read the Dragon Scroll atop the throat of the world. So you get to see them in person for the first time. Well, well I guess fault. second time. Yes, it is their fault that you have to kick their kick his ass. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they basically just sent him into the future. They say they defeated him, but when I was reading, I was like, no, you guys didn't. You just passed your problem on to someone else. <laughs> that just, is the best way. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of your problems, make someone else deal with it. Right, pass the buck. They agree to come with you uh, to help you try to battle against Alduin. And so you step back outside, and that launches our next quest of Dragon Slayer. Would anyone like to take a break for a minute? Yeah, actually. That okay. Would be, that would be good. Right. Well, you are listening to a Skyrim Addict Roundtable Episode 7, the Season 1 finale, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. We're back. Brian, go ahead and ask your question. Uh, again, being that we're all Skyrim players, has anybody here ever tried Dragon's Milk? I've I heard of it. So, is, okay. is that Mad Hatter's? Uh, is that a Mad Hatter brew? I think it it's, it's, it's yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah. No, it's oh, Mad Hatter is is uh, uh, Michigan. Eh, well, you know, beyond California. (laughs) (laughs) Anything west of the Rockies is the east coast of those Cali boys. Because I've I've had Mad Hatter, I've had Dragon's Milk at the brewery, I think. I think it's that's where it was. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. like New it? Holland? New Holland, <laughs> I did, Michigan. I did like it, but it's bloody strong. 
Yeah, it's real strong. I mean, I drink over-the-counter type of beer. I, you know, I'm a Coors Light. If I want to take it easy, I go Coors Light or Miller. If I want to, you know, jump it up a little bit, I go to either Corona or Victoria or Corona Familiar or stuff like that. And if I want to go hard, then I try other shit. Well, a buddy of mine said, oh, you like Skyrim. Try this Dragon's Milk. <laughs> I took a sip of that shit. It was like the heaviest darkest, nastiest beer, and then it's, as it went down, it was like hard liquor fouled it down in one swig. <laughs> well, it's it disgusting. It was it's, disgusting. It's an, it's an imperial stout. It's a very, very high-gravity imperial stout. Yeah, yeah it was so. a shit stout. It sucked. <laughs> for, for $9 a bottle, that shit should taste great, and it didn't. It was terrible. Well, well, come in one of those big stoneware-looking bottles with the awesome, like, <laughs> capping thing. With the It looked cool, but when you drank yeah. You want to just go ahead and shout for Huey right after? <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. Oh, shout for Imperial Huey. Stouts, Imperial Stouts are definitely an acquired taste. Absolutely, because um, yeah. there is just it's just so much roast malt, and um, I mean, because and, and the thing that I found that makes it a lot easier for people to really um, actually appreciate a good craft beer is if you sit there and tell them, okay, first smell it and then see what you're smelling. And a lot of times you'll pick up some coffee and chocolate and all these um, really nice aromas. And then when you drink it, you look for that and it helps you to brings you into it real nicely as opposed to just, oh, here, try this. And a lot, and the worst part is a lot of people sit there and say, oh, here's this Imperial IPA. Try this. And oh, it's, it's, it's just super hoppy and super bitter and people are like what the hell are you giving me and then they never want to drink again <laughs> they're like yeah, no, knock you on your ass crap. Jack <laughs> well mine was beyond it it was like here this is Skyrim beer drink it and I was like oh Skyrim's the greatest game of all time and I drank yeah. it and it tastes like shit it was terrible uh, oh. you, you should probably stay away from the Ama Gang um, Game of Thrones uh, beer oh I didn't know they had one Wow. Yeah, they I, I, I just saw a Facebook post about that. What is what is that beer? Um, I think it's called Blood and Fire or something by Amagang, which hmm. I gotta say, Amagang is a really nice, really nice brewery. They make some some nice beers. I've been to their um, brewery, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cool place. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, what's it called? Oh, Fire and Blood. That's the name of it. That's cool. Sounds aptly named. Yeah. For, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, they have the beers at Mead. <laughs> uh, it's it's um, it's a it's a beer. Okay. Nice. Uh, Cooperstown. Yeah, they yeah, have I, a they have an open fermenting uh, uh, area in there, which is uh, Brewmaster. I think there's only like two people allowed in there, and you have to wear a full positive pressure suit because, of course, oh, there's so much right. CO2 in the air, uh, it would kill you. Suffocate you, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he has the um, he has the cool ships. It's it's basically an open fermentation sh- uh, chamber, yeah. and they throw, they just let everything in there. And I mean, yep. if if anybody that, that just kind of goes around and stuff, you get extra yeast that really shouldn't be there. Yeah, a lot of wild um, yeasts. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's a very traditional brewery. Yep. Um, I actually listened to an interview with the guy, and he he was just yeah, I I. I I got this cool ship, and I actually wanted to use it, not just because it looks cool and have it there. I actually want to use it, so he he does, and um, he makes some really nice beers. I'm surprised that's legal. 
Yeah, and the thing is that there's really no yeast out there that that can survive in beer if, if it comes off of it, because um, normally the um, the beer yeast will um, overpower um, any other yeast that goes in there, so you, you don't really have to worry about stuff like that. Speaking yeah. of uh, Nor Dragon beer, when we're in the uh, when we're in the hall, yeah, uh-huh. Somgard in the hall. Yeah, you're drinking down some uh, nice, some some nice brew, good mead, and maybe some flavored with some dragon's blood, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, no goat over there, though. No goat. <laughs> yeah, but Colin was saying he found an ox leg or something. Did anybody else find anything interesting in, inside the hole? Um, I don't recall. Um, really I didn't even look at the tables. I, I didn't even look at any of the items. That, There's a roasted awesome. ox head and, and roasted yeah. ox leg, I believe, is, is what's what's there. Yeah, this playthrough, cool. I, I really didn't pay attention. The first time I went through, I I, I, went, I mean, I went through with a fine-tooth comb. I was looking at everything and talking to everybody, and I'm just like, oh, i got to talk to you? No, no, not yet. Let me go talk <laughs> to some more people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really nice, the first playthrough, for sure, and it it just—I think you—you you get a little a little jaded uh, once you once you've done it once you go. Oh, I've never yeah. done this, and, Is, and uh, I probably should have paid more attention to that. What's going on with the hall? Is there mainly just that huge big main room, and then the side room with the 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 casks of beer off to the side? Was there anything else to the hall that I that I missed? Well, there's, okay. I mean, there's I just, the bank, banquet hall, and then the, off to the to one side there's there's the sort of the arena, sort of the fighting area, right? Mm-hmm. I was just making sure there wasn't like a trap door in the corner that I missed where you, there's all this gold or something you could go get. I know the game loves to slip stuff like that in. Like, you know, if you're out just wandering the plains and you come across just a little tent, if you don't stick your head in that tent, sometimes there's a trap door that'll lead to this huge expansive dungeon that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. So yeah, I try to always poke my head into all the corners and stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing that you also find in Oblivion, because uh, I remember even, like, on some of the castles, you sit there and walk on the little ledges, and I found, like, these just little pile of coins just sitting on the ledge, and you sit there and pick up all the coins. Um, I know there's another one where there's, like, these spears that are pointing in a certain direction with a little note, and you read the note, and then you follow the arrow, and you find this treasure chest. Oh, so. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a lot it's of... hinting where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, when you had your fill of the party, and you've fallen in the favor of the heroes of old, you get uh, Gormlioth and Hakon and Feldir to follow you outside for the last part of the quest. And I'm sorry to say, gentlemen, this is the last quest that we'll discuss in Season 1. I'm... I'm Kind of, kind of a little sad here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our last quest here is Dragon Slayer, and we will uh, be dispatching with uh, Alduin. Finally, uh, is this the third time that we've seen Alduin in the game? The first no, scene, fourth right? Fourth or fifth? Because fourth or fifth? Fourth. You see him at uh, is it Kynes Grove or whatever when He's, Delphine? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You see him at Helgen to start the game. Yeah. You see him at Kynesgrove when he's resurrecting Solaknir, I believe, is the first dragon. Yeah. Actually, if if you're if you're um, 
since I, uh, I'm, my mode of travel was with the horse, a lot of times if you come upon some of the, um, oh, that's right, yeah, 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 he, he'll he'll be sitting there reviving them, uh, and then he, because I've tried just sitting there shooting arrows at him, and it doesn't even affect him. He doesn't even he just ignores you, and yeah. then he revives his buddy, and his buddy attacks you. Wow, I've <laughs> never seen him resurrecting anyone besides that first dragon at Kynescrew. I, I didn't realize that yeah, you see him a bunch on the tundra. Um, there's one near the turnoff for the road to Rorikstead. I think there's a there was a dragon grave there. That I saw it there. So do you just happen upon him there? Or is there a way that you can trigger him to resurrect the dragons at these different burial spots? No, no. You just you just kind of you're just kind of moseying down the road, and there and it, oh, you hear you hear him sitting there shouting and right, yeah. stuff, and then I I always follow the shouts, and there he is, and you see this big just. Same thing as uh, Shore Stone, where you, you see the big tube of light going up, and he's swooping around and reviving his buddy. So uh, it um, sounds to me like uh, Juan and uh, Victor have been hitting the skooma. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe too much 17% alcohol beer. <laughs> <laughs> I've moved on to Kampari now, so... Go Has ahead. anybody traveled back to um, the the Blue Palace after you sit there and distribute all the lands to um, Stormcloaks and everything? I don't believe I've been back to Solitude since. Um... Yeah, um, if you go if you go down below, all the um, uh, extradited um, uh, Yarls are down there, and I mean they all curse you out. It's <laughs> oh, <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> funny they 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 took everyone captive, huh? Um, no, they're basically. I guess the Blue Palace is um, where because they're not captive. They're that's just where they're living. They're like, oh, you took you took my home. I don't speak to traitors and yada yada yada. And it's like, eh, whatever, shut up. <laughs> so that, that's that's if you give them to the Stormcloaks, then the Imperials are ousted and they just they tuck their tail and go back to Solitude because there's no place else to go. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, actually, yeah. even 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 right after right after the meeting, because uh, sometimes some of the some of the places you give to the Stormcloaks. And some you give to the Imperials. So yeah. um, any any of the any of the Imperial lovers, I guess that um, that are uh, that are replaced, there they end up down there. Like uh, mm. Balgroff from uh, White Run, he's down there. And if you want to do the one, the find, uh, I can't remember the name of that sword. Um, he's he's down there, and his um, his steward is there also. So does that happen also with the Stormcloak side? Do the rest of them go to? Uh, Windhelm, that or Winterhold? I mean, no, they like, go to which Windhelm. one? Windhelm? Yeah, that Windhelm. was it. Yeah, yeah if you take the girl side, they go to Windhelm. Okay, yeah, all right. That's cool. That makes sense. I never checked that. I'll, I'll have to go and you know try to interact with some of those guys. See I love up. Skull. He's he's. I mean, he's he's <laughs> the character is kind of, but the the voice actor who did Skull is great. I just love his lines. Don't bother me unless it's important. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy's always a little temperamental. Yeah, he's great. He's really funny. One other thing is that uh, was kind of interesting is when I finished uh, the Dark Brotherhood um, on the ship. If you walk out to the very edge of um, the the mast on the on that ship, there is this unique weapon called wind shear. It's a it's a scimitar that when you sit there and you you start hacking away at people, um, it sometimes will sit there and knock them over. Was it like a blast of wind or something, or 
Um, I don't know what it does. I don't know how it does it, but um, while you're sitting there hitting them, it'll actually knock people down, and um, it's almost like doing a fusrodam on, on somebody. Yeah, that that sounds cool. Wind shear. Wind shear. Hmm. Okay, where was that again? I'm gonna jot that down. It's on the very. It's um, basically when you're gonna kill the emperor and you have to sneak onto his ship. You have you have to um, basically go to the for the where, for the Dark Brotherhood mission. Yes. The, the yeah. Emperor, okay. And it's the up in only the, time the Bay of Solitude, whatever that's called. Right, right, and that's the only time that you can actually get this weapon because that ship is only there for that um, for that oh. for that mission. Well, shit, I think I've already done the Dark Brotherhood. If I have Shadowmere, I probably completed it. You don't necessarily have to complete it to get Shadowmere, though, right? You get no, Shadowmere about no. three quarters of the way through, if I remember right. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe I haven't done it yet. Um, I think you get you get to keep her after you kill Cicero. All this time, I thought Shadowmere was a was a boy horse. Yeah, I I, I read up on Shadowmere, and she's that's a female. Yeah, according it's, to the game, it's yeah, female. Windshear, Windshear. It's, it's an, it, nice. I gave I gave it to my follower, and she sits there and just hacks away at people and awesome. knocks them over. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Colin. Would you like to uh, give us a little description of the Dragon Slayer quest? Uh, Dragon Slayer quest is um, you leave um, Shores Hall uh, with Gormleaf, uh, Hakon, and the old guy. <laughs> you know he didn't choose that name, right? <laughs> yeah, he probably did not bequeath that to himself. Uh, that you, was uh, not his God-given name, huh? <laughs> They um, so they yeah they all draw weapons and they all go for a, a run across the um, the whalebone lane. Don't um, accidentally fusrada as you're going along there and nearly knock one of them off because you they don't like you after that. Um, oh yeah, what happened? Did, did they actually get uh, get angry with you? What happened? No, no, they, it just knocked him down. Luckily, I think it's uh, it's Questlock. So I I yeah. thought I was going to knock him completely off there. Yeah, I was going to say, is it possible to knock him off? That'd be great. Um, so I get across to the other side, and uh, they realize that they need to get rid of the mist to be able to um, get to Alduin. Uh, and they decide to call upon the, the most powerful shout in the game, Clear Skies, <laughs> and combine them all together with uh, with your shout there and their shout all together to be able to clear the entirety of uh, I think it's Sovereign Guard of of the mist. You try once, Alduin has enough power to be able to recall the mist again. You do it a second time, and he summons enough power to do it again. And then a third time, you manage to uh, clear all the mist away, so he actually finally has to come down and face you, because he hasn't got enough strength, I think, to be able to call the mist down again, to be able to uh, suck up the souls. And then you face him in battle. How did your battle go? Uh, really easy, uh, because there's like four of you. There's some guy posted something somewhere, and I don't know where, uh, where he said that he wished that they had the option of where you could say to the Nord heroes, no, you're all right, I'll go out and do it on my own. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It'd just be a nice, like, you know, you could do it both ways. But yeah, there's four of you. Um, the only thing is, is that you have to do the Dragon Round show. I mean, if there's four of you who can do the Dragon Round show, why aren't they using the Dragon Round show to... You can use clear skies. Or That's true. Or I didn't think of that. Uh, well, were they? Uh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I guess they they all could have. And I thought maybe it was only Feldir who who was able to use. It. But he was the one that, that had the uh, the Elder Scroll. But there was uh, in uh, in my when I was fighting Alduin, was it the Stormcloak Shoulder got in on the action? 
and was shooting arrows. Oh, okay. thanks, so, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to be uh, remembered in song for all time. It's going to be the Dragonborn, Gormleth, and some random house call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, sure, he's going to be standing next to Shore in some portrait that you know. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Look at me, Ma. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and then, hey, Brian, did you you have any fun with Alduin? I remember you said you sunk about 300 arrows into him the first time. How did this round go? Like how I was saying, you had to combine your voices to dispel his mist. So it took about three tries uh, finally get rid of his mist. And uh, after that, I was like, man, I probably should have smithed up my armor and my bow better because uh, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked. The battle is tough, no doubt, uh, especially when Alduin would smash his tail on the ground. The whole screen would shake, no matter how far away I was from him. The whole screen would shake. I mean, the amount of beer I drank at that time probably didn't fucking help. <laughs> but it, I, I just couldn't aim my bow because, again, I'm an archer, so I'm trying to aim, and the screen is shaking. So that was pretty rough. But uh, I finally defeated him after uh, you know a few more shouts, you know, dragon Ren bringing him down. Uh, I finally took his ass out. Uh, and then I had to speak to Soon uh, again to travel back to Tamriel. Before he sent me back, he gifted me a new shout. It was called the Call of Valor, where a valiant of Sovngarde will lend me a hand in battle when called upon. So I returned to Tamriel. Uh, I was replaced. I, I, I'm sorry. I was placed on the throat of the world, surrounded by about ten dragons. Uh, they all started roaring and flying around, and I, I thought another battle was coming up. I totally forgot what the hell happens, but they all just flew off. And uh, then uh, Odvahing Ode, uh, submitted his loyalty to me and said, call upon him when needed. That's great. Uh, Victor, did you have a good battle? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was good. I, I was uh, brought all kinds of stuff with me because uh, I couldn't really remember how, how tough it was or not, so I had... I smithed up tons of bolts for my crossbow and, and all kinds of other things and had all kinds some of nice arrows. crossbows. Yeah, well, I've been using a lot of crossbow in this play. Uh, this play, And there's some modded stuff. I get strong and strongest bolts and, and things. I think those are parts of mods. Um, but anyway, uh, so they all went out there and they're, we're shouting at him. And, and he's breathing fire. And I, so I have the... Uh, ebony mail, which is a 70% fire resistance. Uh, so I thought, oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll just start whacking at him with my two-handed because I'm still trying to build that up to 100. So I ran out there and he turned around and froze me to death. <laughs> 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 so, so I had to start over. Uh, but, uh, and then I just hung back and, and shot arrows at him while the heroes, uh, took him, you know, took him on, on the battlefield. Uh, but it didn't take very long. It, it is, I think, it's universally accepted that it's it's a relatively compared to things that go before. It's a relatively easy battle. Yeah, it's slightly underwhelming. I would. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, what kind of uh, crossbow do you have? Do you have any interesting crossbows from your mods? Well, again, I I don't know whether it's from a mod. I assume it is. Uh, there are two or three um, different crossbows available. They're all. Uh, either steel or dwarven but the one i use the most is a is a i forget what it's called it's a lightweight lightweight dwarven recurve or something like that but mainly the reason i use it is it's a little less in terms of damage points but it reloads faster oh, and that's nice. one of the big problems with crossbows in the game is they just yeah. take so damn long to reload yeah, um, i think 
I think they're in the vanilla game where you got to do uh, a quest for uh, the lady in uh, the Dawn Guard to be able to get them. Yeah, I got these before that though, because I have I've just really only begun Dawn Guard, and it's my faction. I, <laughs> uh, but uh, I finally I finally had uh, I finally had two. Uh, troll followers so far. They die quickly, though. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> but, uh, so I had them before, so it may or may not be part of a mod. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she you do the, the dwarven research for her, for Serene, I think it is, and yeah. uh, and exploding bolts and various other things like that. So. Yeah, that was one of the side quests I got into when I was doing all my stuff was uh, kept going back to Fort Dongard, and she kept sending me out for, uh, oh, I think there's uh, some information that I found out over here. Why don't you go pick that up for me? So you go, and you pick up uh, a little note that has some information on it, bring it back, and she said, oh, great, now I know how to do this, and now you do too, magically, as long as your yeah. smithing is high enough. Or you can and, buy them from me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will have some for sale momentarily, if you just wait around a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I, I got up to, I think there's like an improved Dwemer crossbow. I don't know if it goes higher than that, but I think that was the last one. If I kept offering help, I'd stop getting missions to go fetch stuff, so I think that might yeah. be as high as it can go. Yeah, I, I, I actually um, never really went with the crossbow, just because normally I go up the, the light armor side. I would have to spend a point to, to go to the dwarven side that actually made the crossbows and, and everything yeah. like that. <clears throat> well, you can just buy one. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, over 150 thousand septums, so... <laughs> you can buy whatever you want. Shit. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, How about you, Juan? Did you have a did you have a good um, final battle with Alduin? Just like everyone said, it was pretty anticlimactic, and um, my, uh, my bow is pretty strong, and uh, took a few shots and went down. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine was pretty pretty similar. I um, shouted him out of the sky with the uh, the dragon rend and smacked him in the face a couple times with my <laughs> ebony warhammer, and he took off once, and I just need to shout him down one more time, and then uh, he, he was toast. The final battle, yeah, a little, little anticlimactic, but uh, again, I have it saved. I have a save file still for Sovngarde, so I, I might go back and make it harder, uh, bump up the difficulty a little bit, and give it another try just to... Maybe give it a little bit more closure, a little more of an epic battle there at the end. Yeah, you could yeah. try punching him. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Do it's a good call. Take off all my armor and bop him in the nose a few times. Bad dragon, bad dragon. <laughs> call, call him Al. <laughs> Al. Yeah, that'll really Get over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the tail whacking that uh, Brian mentioned, did anyone else have any tail whacking events? I think that's only um, when you're at the throw of the, the world when he does that. Um, I didn't. I didn't experience that in uh, Sovngarde. Uh, I think it's when anybody's at the back of him because uh, if you, yeah. if you uh, the other dragons do it as well. Um, I was going to ask: Is this just Alduin, or do all dragons have this ability? No, all dragons. If if somebody's at the back of them, where they can get them with their tail, like if your house call goes around there. Because uh-huh. I'll never go anywhere there because they, they whack you once. That's the, like, you know, when they bat you with their wing? I mean, that's bad, but if they hit you with that tail, I think it's like a one shot. Yeah. 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 Gotta watch out for their pooper, too. It stinks back there. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a glitch I ran into then because if I was like in front of him, like even 50 yards away, he would hit his tail on the ground and the whole screen would shake. Again, <laughs> it might have been a beer I was fucking drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the whole screen got all shaky. You can, also bring, um, you can also bring Sun into the fight as well. If you can really? get 
close to him, close enough to him while the fight with Alduin's going on, uh, like I did with, uh, in a previous playthrough, and you run scared, terrifying, <laughs> and you hide behind Sun. <laughs> you can bring him into the fight as well. But, uh, yeah. I had, uh, a, you can hide behind him. He's a he's a tall drink of water. I had a, a better fight when I got back when he sends you back uh, to the throat of the world, and uh, as a um, as Brian was saying, you get back to the throat of the world and uh, Parthenax there tells you that uh, he's now the new leader of the dragons. He's going to try and show them the way of the voice, take control of the dragons. Odevin comes down and says his loyalty, but uh, he says he good luck to the old man, but I can't let the old man take control of a giant dragon army. That's, that's uh, too, much, um, too much of a risk. So then I uh, attacked Parthenax. <coughs> And that was an even better fight, a lot better fight. Uh, he's a lot tougher than Alduin was. And, uh, how did that go? Just the same. I said, how did that go? Tell us a little bit about your, your Parthenax fight. I didn't realize that you then turn and attack Parthenax. Yeah, when I got back, uh, he tells you that um, uh, now Alduin's gone and all the other dragons are mourning him, uh, he's going to try and show them the true way, uh, the way of the voice, and sort of like, sort of like meditate on the word of power and things like that, but... Uh, I think it was one who said in the same this day, you remember the tale about the scorpion and the frog? You know? <laughs> so, you know, you got to be wary of him. And plus, with him, there's only him and you who can eventually take control of the dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, the, you're only two people who can, so what, you know, lead them. So. And he does admit it himself, too. Yeah, you can't trust the dove. <laughs> yeah. I was I was kind of surprised to hear uh, Parthenax say that he was not um, happy about Alduin being slain, and he he made some sort of statement about yeah. how he cannot take pleasure in, in a fellow Dove being. He was my brother once. Yeah. Yeah. He he was once yeah. my brother. Right. I found that interesting. Hey Victor, do you have anything cool happen at this part of the game? Not really. No. I yeah. I just sort of went through it. I mean, I always got the feeling that Odovings a little bit of a uh, I don't know what's the word. Khan sort of alluded to that in his in his narrative uh, at the end of the last episode. kind of a what's the word? He's an opportunist. Uh, yeah. Yeah have any real loyalties. He'll just go with him. He's a little bit of a snake in the grass He's or something. He's a follower, or... yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, so I, I just, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, go away. And and, yeah. and I left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Went on to pursue yeah. other things. Uh, Slythe is, is now, uh, you know, farming at Heliarchan uh, Hall uh, by a nice. mod, uh, Heliarchan Farm, so I've got a big farm to, to run now and make some profit on. That's great. What are you, what are you planting? I don't know yet. I haven't actually completed the uh, the mod, so uh, it, it includes all kinds of cool things: a farm and a guardhouse and a mead uh, brewery and, and oh, various nice. other things. So he's he's gonna he's gonna take a few you know a couple of weeks off and 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 develop the farm, and get it running before he moves on to the next uh, stage of things. Will it actually let you brew actual uh, well, I mean, you know, beer I don't and mead and whatever? I'm not sure. I don't know if you have to actually raise bees and things like that. I think it just once once you've improved the the building, uh, it just starts to produce the mead. I thought you'd maybe have to go collect some juniper or like get, you know have, <laughs> no, build some I beehives. So. I don't think so. Uh, there is actually another mod called uh, is it is it a T or an L? I think it's Calixta's 
cider house in which you actually do have to harvest the apples and it's, oh, nice. it's very cool it's it's a very nifty little mod the 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 cider mill is actually a dwemer based so it's got all kinds of pistons and dwemer looking things and, oh, and, wow. and oh, sound steam powered stuff yeah sound <laughs> effects and stuff like that and and so that's you, awesome you make the cider and then open the valves to put it in the fermenters and and so it's pretty it's pretty cool it's it's a well done little mod. That's great. Yeah, that is well, uh, interesting. That the um, you find apples, but you never find apple trees. Well, this this <laughs> actually this, this mod includes the apple trees. So yeah. it, it has a bunch of them growing outside the it, the cider house is actually right next to White Run. It's it's next to one of the two farms there along the side of White Run. And, oh, okay. Uh, and there's a whole uh, orchard of apple trees that you can harvest and uh, and add to. And you, if you go to Balgroof and and He'll allow you to have a little bit more land, so you can grow more apple trees. And, uh, it's very—it's a well-done mod. That also, and you sell your your cider to all the holds. Actually, um, are you allowed to poison it so that that guy who's tasting it in the one quest will uh, <laughs> no. well, that was the squirts and that's me anyway. Away. That was that was the hunting group. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, when I was up on Throat of the World after I left Sovngarde, I'm not sure what I did. I was just talking to uh, Parthenax going through the, his whole spiel at the end uh, about how he's a little sad to see Alduin go and he can never celebrate the, the falling of a brother Dove. Uh, but then out of nowhere, I'm not sure what I did, but Odaving started attacking me. Did anyone have anything interesting like that happen? It's, it's just out of nowhere, he just started blowing uh, no. fire on me. Huh. And so I turned and started um, attacking him. But since you have the called Dragon Shout, Odaving is a protected character and cannot be killed. So I just sat there and was whacking him and whacking him with my war hammer. Then he would take off and fly around. Then I'd dragon rend him back down to the ground and then whack him some more. But each time I hit him, his health regenerates so fast that it's impossible to kill him. So he was just attacking me out of nowhere for no good reason. So I just had to end up turning tail and running down the side of the mountain. And uh, eventually I got far enough away from him where he stopped attacking. And then just to check... I used the call dragon shout, and then he, when I was in my next battle or whatever, when I was fighting, I was like, well, I wonder if Odaving will, will attack me again. So I called him, and then he came and started attacking my enemy. So it, whatever it was, it corrected itself, but I just thought it was weird that out of nowhere, Odaving was, was trying to blow my ass up there, up, up on top of the throat of the world. But uh, then it's really fun to have him in tow. I, I was doing the thing where you you... Call the Call of Valor. I like having one of those um, those guys around, uh, one of the ancient um, Nord heroes. I like having those guys around because they'll come and they'll shout at all the the Draugr or whatever you're fighting. And then when I'm outside, I like to do the the Call Dragon because Odaving will just come down and blast all the Forsworn. I was fighting a bunch of Forsworn. It would just come and blast them with fire, and it's it's really fun to have those extra fighters on your side. I really like the Call of Valor shout and the Call Dragon shouts. Those those are great additions there that you get. In Near the end of the quest. Yeah, I, I wish my brain was a little younger and I could remember to do all those things. I, I always <laughs> shouts. And say, I was looking at all my stats, you know. And I, I, I uh, how many shouts? I've unlocked ten shouts. That's it. Uh, <laughs> like I've shouted, time shouted like 
70 or something like that. Wow. And those are all you, like... You shy away from those shouts. Well, no, I just forget to use them. I, you know, it's yeah. like uh, clear skies when I have to and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and occasional da, and that's about it. Well, I thought clear sky would only apply to the fog going up the up the side of the mountain there or in Sovngarde. But someone was talking last episode about how, oh, if it's too snowy or if it's raining, I just use clear skies. And then, well, I tried that out when I was up north, up near Dawnstar, and it, it worked like a charm. I was like, holy shit, this actually does work. No, Colin's 100% right. It's, it's yeah. one of the best shouts in the game. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's really right. underrated. Colin Colin's a big fan, and I think it deserves all the all the hype that he's giving it. Totally. Yeah, yeah I enjoy clearing, especially when it's like a blizzard coming at you, and you can't even see in front of you. You just sit there and use that clears up and see all the everything in front of you. Yeah, just continue on your way like it ain't no thing. Uh, another shout that I've gotten into recently that I never really used before. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. Is it called Ice Form or something like that, where you freeze your opponent solid? Yeah, I, I'd never used that before, except for the last couple weeks I've been blasting people solid, and then they just literally turn into a statue and fall down, and you can just walk up to them and then, you know, do whatever you want to them and whack them in the head with your Warhammer or just, you know, take a pee on them and walk the other way. It's it's pretty fun to shout to have. <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty nice. I've, I've used that in the past. Um, I just, like I said before, is I just, uh, Victor was saying, I just I just forget to, to use a lot of these shouts. A lot of them have some real interesting stuff where you sit there and it's just like, oh, crap, why didn't I use that? Yeah. yeah. Well, the one one of the shouts that I that I would like to use, but I never seem to find the all the words of it or any words, is disarm. I, I mean, it gets used on on you a lot by the yeah. death lords. Super I, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I, just got, uh, all, I just got the last word of that yesterday. Did you? Where, where, where are the words? Um, oh, damn it. Um, I don't he would have known if you hadn't asked. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, where it was, uh, the uh, the um where you go through... No, it's gone. Yeah. Well, it, do you, have you used it at all? Do you find it as effective have, to use as it is on you when, you when it gets used on you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the... The more words you use, you have to use on higher level. I mean, sometimes yeah. I think a Druger Deathlord, I think he's going to be too tough to be able to rip it out of his hand. Yeah. Not unless you have all three words. Um, I'm just trying to think where the last word was, where the last place where I was. Um, I pulled up the UESP here. Uh, looks like the three words are found at Elder's Blood Peak. Ooh. Silver Drift Lair. That's there. one Silver Drift Lair, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Snowvale Sanctum. Oh, okay. Oh, Snowvale. Yeah, I'm doing the Thieves at the moment. That's where I got it. Yeah. Uh, so, Which one of those was in the Thieves? Silverdrift was in the Thieves quest? No, Snowvale Sanctum. Oh, Snowvale Sanctum. Just went what happens away. there? What were you doing there? Uh, I, I was having a fun old time with Mercer Frey. Bounce along, having a nice old good old chat with each other and... Laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping hand in hand up the yeah. snow veil. He's a lovely bloke. Gonvar really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> Until he, he turns on you. <laughs> well, he didn't really turn on me. He was just, you know, he was doing his thing. The only thing, the only problem is, is Gonvar is better at it. So. Yep. <laughs> he beat him at his own game. <laughs> well, he will. He, he hasn't beat him yet, but he will. I, I also um, celebrated after a... Finished at um, what's it? Uh, the throat of the world. Uh, I took this slow walk back to uh, White Run. Hmm. Uh, got everybody. We all celebrated. Went to the Bannered Mayor. 
had a good nice. old drinkies and picked uh, up some horrors. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even even that that uh, uh, some stranger called Sam. I let I bought him a few drinks and he bought me a few drinks. Oh, nice. <laughs> is that the is Sam the guy that'll spark the a night to remember quest? Is that That's him? The one. Yeah. yeah nice. In uh, Markarth for the very first time and the Hangover. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I woke up with a hangover, a giant's toe, and a brand new husband. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen to after a heavy night of drinking. Woo! I, I had to take some uh, sort of like a, some poetic license in there with uh, how it's supposed to work because you have to do a few things, but uh, I, I finagled it so it works. And Omlug is now happily married and uh, living at Bree's home. <laughs> But he's got quite a lot of the stuff to buy, so... Yeah, very nice. Did did you adopt children? You said you did, right? Yeah, I adopted Lucia, and she goes on about how she catches more fish than he does. Oh, She'll teach him how to do it properly. Uh, then I went to Windhelm and uh, found out that um, Sir Sophie's father was a Stormcloak soldier who died, and nobody in the past of town is helping her out, so I uh, decided to adopt her as well. Is she the uh, the flower peddler? Flower girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only problem is, is she's bugged and she won't come back to the house. Oh no! Really? That's fine. <laughs> she's never bugged because I, I those are the two that I always adopt, Lucia and Sophie, and I've never had had any of them. I was out. in the middle of because um, my very first playthrough when I adopted her, uh, she had all of the sl- she had like about two hundred baskets on her. <laughs> so when I was trying <laughs> to give her a. Um, like a like a doll or anything like that. I was always says that she was over encumbered, so she couldn't. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. I bought all her baskets. She had like this time. She had like thirty six baskets on. Oh, no. So I bought them all. Then said I had adopt her, and then she keeps on saying, "Oh, I'll meet you there. I'm just going to pack up." And I think she's looking for her baskets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Daddy, where are my baskets? <laughs> Have you gone back to look for her? Yeah, I've been back like four or five times. I actually like oh. bro- broke the uh, the walking thing and like fast travel there, fast travel back, fast travel. Keep on trying to get it to break it out. I shout yeah. with her in her face with clear sky. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the be- greatest thing about clear skies is that you can shout at a whole bunch of people, but it's not considered a harmful shout, so you won't get in trouble. Ah. Do they? Do they? Um... Trip a little bit. What's that called? Yeah, no. they, yeah? they stagger. Yeah, they stagger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anybody who there... annoys me, you walk up to a guard and he gives you lip. You just clear, clear, clear skies him right in the face, and it staggers him. <laughs> and then you just now carry that... on walking. He doesn't arrest you. That'd actually be a good thing to use because uh, I try to. I always forget. But whenever I go to a new town, I always try to remember to do uh, a shout. So that the courier will come up and be like, give you that note from a, a mysterious friend who says, you know, anytime you shout in a city or any sort of town, you right, yeah. you will soon get a message from the courier that says, you really shook people up when you made your shout in whatever town you were in, and it says, oh, I have a note from from a mysterious friend, and you read the note and it says, I have um, information about a secret uh, that will bring a word of power or some, you know, I forget exactly what the message says, but it basically just will lead you to all the word walls, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, um, I, I like to use uh, either throw voice or um, aura whisper, because um, those are also non-lethal. 
Yeah. What is a throw voice? Can you get into that a little bit? Uh, throw voice is kind of interesting. Um, when I first got the game, it actually worked out really nice, and it says, like, um, hey, um, something knows, and yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> And it basically, wherever you point, you see like a little kind of it like hits the wall, and that's where the voice comes from. And and any enemies oh, will okay. go in that direction. Um, a misdirect. I, yeah, I used yeah. to use it just because I'd love listening to all the different um, names that it would call people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really handy for those uh, sneaky archers you love so much, Andrew. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can you can use mage light to do the same thing, I believe. Oh, distract yeah? distract people. Yeah, if you throw it on the wall. You yeah, can also uh, hit an enemy with it. If you hit an enemy with mage light, the light stays above their head. Oh really? Oh, nice. <laughs> I have an idea. I, I do that. With, I do that with my follower. If you hit the uh, hit the blower, the mage light stays above their head as they're walking behind. So it's like they're carrying a torch. <laughs> nice. Hey, it gives them two free hands. That's great. <laughs> Uh, most of the shouts are kind of different versions of different spells. Is there a mage light type shout, like a, a, a light shout of any sort? No. No? Okay. No. I think I cut you off, Brian. Were you about to say something? Oh, I was just going to ask. When you guys uh, are not playing on the, on the round table or, or you know, for a, a particular mission, if you're just playing on your own, male, female, when you marry somebody, who do you normally marry? And if you adopt a child, who do you normally adopt? Well, my first playthrough, I married Yosalda because she was a merchant, and then I was, I was under the impression that you needed to marry a merchant in order to set up a store at your house, so I, I read up on that and I married Yosalda, but it turns out that anyone will set up a store, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was under the, I was wrongly under the impression that you had to marry a merchant to set up a shop, but uh, evidently anyone can do that. My first playthrough was Yosalda, and this time I also happened to marry a merchant with Scouts Mini Marshes. I haven't adopted any kids this time because I have a hard time making up my mind. Uh, this was actually, thank you for asking this, Brian. This leads into another question that I was going to ask. Uh, what are the good orphans around uh, Skyrim? Uh, there's the girl by the tree, Lucia, right? That's and then Sophie up in Windhelm, or, uh, Winterhold with the flower baskets. Uh, who else do we got around? Is there is there a, a kid in Markarth, for example, or one up in Solitude or anything like that? Uh, you could also you could also go to Riften. Um, oh yeah, the orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can talk to each one of them, and they'll tell you their story and pick one of them. Um, I've always picked up Sophie as well. And, she has a pretty uh, pretty terrible story, so you always feel bad for her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just big old softy yeah, assassin. Got, uh, <laughs> you got um, Blaze. He's just outside Solitude. He works for the farm just outside Solitude, That's and he right, has yeah. to leap, uh, sleep outside with the horses. So. Oh, oh yeah, poor I, buddy. I adopted him once, also. Yes. <laughs> okay, so there's one in Solitude. Is there one in uh, Markarth? Uh, I don't know one in uh, Markarth. I think if you killed like some of the parents, you'll get one or two. Yeah, that <laughs> happens. That, well, I had. Uh, I've married. Uh, let's see. I married Uthgard and Berlina and Koznak and uh, and Camilla. Uh, but for adopting kids, I I actually like I said I usually adopt Sophie and or Lucia. But one of my Khajiit playthroughs. He was running away from a bear in Winterhold and ran into the 
in there, and unfortunately, the bear followed him in and killed everybody inside, <laughs> uh, except the little girl. And I can't remember her name. And and uh, um, so he was a he was kind of a, a not so good Khajiit. Uh, so he wasn't really planning on actually marrying or adopting. But he he felt so bad about what he'd done that uh, he decided to uh, change his mind. And so, of course, then he had to spend time building a house and getting stuff. And by the time I got back there to adopt her, she had disappeared. And I ended up, I found her at the orphanage in Rifton um, and hmm. eventually and, and, and actually adopted her. So the game does follow wow. through on stuff like that. That's and, cool. So yeah. her parents get killed, then she relocates herself over eventually, to the Eventually, because I had gone back yeah. to visit her a couple of times and she was there, but I wasn't ready yet with, with various things. And uh, I, I think I built Lakeview Manor for her, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried twice to adopt her, and she wouldn't come, and I, so I had to go back to the... I, Build anyway, a bed. Uh, yeah, I found out you don't have to have the bedrooms in order to, oh, uh, to adopt. Oh, really? uh, No. But anyway, yeah, so eventually I found her I found her at the at the orphanage in, in Ripton. I ran into a trouble once when I was trying to get Scouts Many Marshes to come live with me at the Lakeview Manor, and he wouldn't, he just would not show up, and then I had to look it up online, I found out that I had to build a bed or else he wouldn't show up to the house. So. Well, I have, like, for instance, at Helyarkin right now, uh, I built the the addition, the greenhouse and trophy room and kitchen additions. Um, I left the front of the house as its original rather than converting it to an entryway. But, but I've adopted... Lucia and Sophie, and, uh, and they showed up and everything. Yeah, wow. totally. No, no issues there. Huh. Uh, we were talking about that on on the Facebook group. I, I forget. It was it was um, Sherry, I think, <clears throat> who had to restart hearth fires. Uh huh. Um, yeah, she had to reload it. Yeah, yeah but I I never had a problem. Was that because she just wanted to change out one of the wings, or what was well, she was thought she needed to build the bedrooms to in order to adopt? Oh, oh, okay. I think that's why yeah. she did it. Yeah, but yeah. don't you have the two beds like behind the master bedroom? Yeah, you do. That's right. Exactly. <clears throat> Which should be enough, I, I would have thought. Um, yeah, because you're usually there for your house call and your steward. But if the if you invite the kids, then obviously the kids get the bedroom and the stewards just like <laughs> sleep. <laughs> you get those bed oh, rolls, yeah. sleep on the floor. They sleep in a chair sitting up. A pile of hay. Yeah. You're paying them well. They can sleep in a chair. Yeah, exactly. The reap. The reason I was asking that question in the beginning is for a sentimental value because <laughs> my wife, her name is Isela. Uh-huh. It's I-S-E-L-A. Well, I always marry Isolda, so it's kind of the fucking same thing. When I'm playing the game, I, it's like I'm marrying the same woman. And then when I adopt a kid, I always go with Lucia because my daughter's name is Gloria. So it's as close as any of the other kids in the game. So I don't feel like a jagoff when I marry Isolda and adopt a kid named Lucia. <laughs> So yeah. Has she been looking in on your current playthrough, Brian? Fuck no! No! <laughs> <laughs> walking yeah. in just as you're walking in to see Marcuccio on his bench. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home, honey. Quiet, quiet! This shit's public! <laughs> There's plenty of room on this bench, everyone. Come over and have a, have a sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think the first time I played through, I married um, the girl from the Companions. Um, but it was just so creepy uh, listening to her say, um, "Oh, here you go, my love." And I was just like, "Oh, that's so creepy," because she's like this tough <laughs> companion, and she's in there just being all lovey-dovey. It just <laughs> yeah. kind of creeped me out. So the the um, my second playthrough, I um, 
uh, married uh, is it Isolda in um, in White Run, the one that wants to be a uh, the a merchant. A merchant. Yes, yes. Yeah, my and, wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, two and, time uh, and hoe. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the um, the manor that's um, over overlooking uh, Lakeview Manor. And uh, one day, one day I went back home, and all all I found was a note that she'd been kidnapped. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a fun player. quest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I'd like to just get another warrior that won't get kidnapped. <laughs> but I don't know nice. if, that, if it happens or not. <laughs> See, I, I don't know time to look for them. <laughs> I had that happened to me, but that happened to me through Dawnguard that she got kidnapped. Was it? It was uh, really. Hmm, I thought it was part of the Hearthfires DLC. Yeah, huh. it is. What house were you in? Uh, like View Manor, and I was married to Lydia, and I was doing some, I don't know, some, oh yeah, I was doing like radiant quests for, um, what's it, Florentius, because I just kept on going back to him, because I wanted to talk to him again and again. <laughs> and uh, I came back, and he was like, oh, hey, uh, we have, like, you know, some bad news. And I was like, what, what's going on? Uh, your wife, uh, she's been kidnapped by vampires. Like, <laughs> oh, by vampires. What are you talking about? Uh, by vampires, wow. Yeah, vampires, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's standing right behind me. That was the only problem. So I click <laughs> out in a conversation, I turn around, she's gone. She got kidnapped by vampires in Fort Dongard while they I was are, talking to him. They are really sneaky, those vampires. They are very good at kidnapping. <laughs> but she only, she was in, where is it, uh, Embershard Mine. So mm. like, all all the bandits in there are like level two or something like that. No, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, has anybody had bandits or whatever? Speaking of kidnapping your spouses, uh, show up in your house like when you go home yes. to do unload. I just had that happen for the first time the other day. I was like, "What, what the fuck are you guys doing here?" Yeah. That could <laughs> be a bit of a surprise too if you're not really prepared for it. Boom, done. I know. I was dumping all my stuff. I I didn't have any weapons on me, and they just I had to shout. I did the free shout, and luckily hit all three of them at once. But uh, and I grabbed something that I just dumped into my you know my weapons chest. But uh, I, I lucked out. But then I went back, you know, I was out adventuring for a long time, and I came back to the house, and their bodies are still just laying around the house. Yeah, they don't go away. <laughs> like, if, I wish, you know, Scouse Many Marshes needs to get off his ass and, you know, cook me a meal and drag those bodies out and bury them while I'm out collecting gold for us. Think of all the diseases and stuff that can happen with having dead bodies just laying around. Yeah. I, I know I've, I've had skeevers um, down in, in the cellar. Um, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you got this big, tough um, steward, and he's like, oh, there, there's skeevers down I, there. Could you take care of that? I, I hear a <laughs> scratching noise. Can you go check that out for me? Did you did you know that if, uh, you know, those skeevers keep regenerating, but when you, uh, when you kill them, if you leave the unaggressive one, Un, you know, if you leave them alone and don't kill them, the skeevers will never regenerate. Oh, no. Nice. An aggressive one? <laughs> there, yeah. The, when you first go, when you first build the cellar and you go down there and there's, there's skeevers and there's like three or four of them. Most of them attack you, but one of them who's kind of scarred and gnarly looking, uh, just wandering around. If you leave them alone, uh, the skeevers will never come back. Huh. Oh, cool. I was thinking you could go borrow some of that extra skeever poison from the Hunting Brew Meadery <laughs> quest. And... I've tried leaving, like, you know, raw chicken legs out for them, but they never <laughs> use them. So. Uh-huh. Uh, die of some weird bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> raw rabbit haunch. 
Uh, is it possible to remarry? Can you, if your spouse gets killed somehow, can you can you get remarried, or is it just one and done? I think if if she dies, you can. I think you can. I'm not 100 percent certain on that though. I also my wife's a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I swear someone else did it. I swear. I've I've done it with mods because I was was supposed to marry Koznak, but then just Berlina just felt right with Slythe because they're both you know dark elves and so on. But uh, they decided that they were going to be polyamorous, so he's married to both Berlina and Koznak. Oh, very nice. Ooh la la. So you got sister wives. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that was a, that was sparked a little good conversation there. Thanks for asking that, Brian. Is, uh, do you have any other questions? Anybody have anything else they'd like to get into before we wrap up season one? What are our plans for season two, I guess? Is That's the next step here. Let's go ahead and discuss that then. If uh, anyone uh, has any objections, to, we'll go ahead and cap off season one here. Well, I was just going to... Uh, you know, after I did all the missions, I had to try and get caught up on all my perks and, and, and all my stats and everything else. So I, I did a lot of work on that. I, I still didn't get to 100 in everything like I wanted to. But, uh, you know, I needed to get a follower. Uh, my follower was uh, Anmund. So I... Uh, oh, he's in the college I, and you didn't get up there. Yeah, so I, I needed to make entrance into the college winter hole, but I needed to go ahead and enchant some stuff. So I figured, all right, I'll go back in High Rothgar, get all my shit, go ahead and sell it, and, you know, start disenchanting stuff and, and, and cha- re-enchant stuff to go ahead and, you know, get into the college. Yeah, you need to boost your magic level, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I got back into uh, High Rothgar, and I go into the chest where I've been storing stuff since the beginning of this playthrough, and everything pops up red like I'm stealing it. I'm like, uh oh am I stealing from? This is my house. <laughs> and then it turns out, I go talk to Angier, he tells me, hey, because what you did depart the next, you're no longer welcome here. Uh-oh. Saw my shit. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know, now you got to take into, into consideration, since the day one, I've been doing nothing but walking. No fast travel, only <laughs> going by carriage. That's it, because that's my travel way is carriage. While certain towns, you can't travel by carriage. You have to go by foot. So I had to go back and forth. It's just it's just been a pain in the ass. But again, it's something different than what I've ever played before, so I'm okay with it. After I whacked Parks and Axe, he told me, he says, You can't you, you can't be here no more, so get your shit and get out of here. So I, I went and left uh I left uh High Rothgar. Uh so I had to go down to uh Riften and I started the taking care of business with the Thieves Guild. So I had to collect depths from uh Bercy, Helga and Kariva. Uh, now, Kariva, she works in a B&Bar. So after I collected her debt and I go to walk out the door, and Colin, who did I see sitting on the bench? Sorry? Uh, you, you lost me. Um, Mercurio? Your boyfriend, Mercurio? Uh, my, my husband, Mercurio. <laughs> and what does he say to me? He says, oh, hello, my love. Back from some adventure, I bet. Yeah, it's called selling <laughs> off all my stuff I've been stealing over the last six months so I can buy you a fucking house so you don't have to <laughs> sit on a bench no more and you can live up in solitude. He loves so his I bench. Go ahead. <laughs> so I tell him, look, I bought a crib. Get your ass over to solitude and go sit there. So he was said, okay, that's fine. Okay, whatever. So he leaves. So then I went back to the... Um, to the Rantway, uh, I'm now a member of the Thieves Guild because of uh, the, the three quick things I did for them. And I talked to the uh, fence, uh, Tanelia. I sold all my stuff to her. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was huge because I, I needed the money. So that's right before I was going to go ahead and buy that house. Uh, I needed uh, 25K. 
I walked in there with 22k. I walked out with 35 grand. That's how much nice. shit I had on me coming out of you know. But again, I had to travel back and forth from the top of the mountain back down to the city. <laughs> oh, um, that sucks. So the first mission required to, to uh, purchase the uh, Proud Spire Manor was called the Man Who Cried Wolf. Mm. I had to travel the uh, travel to Wolf School to uh, clear it out. Uh, the cave was uh, filled with a bunch of necromancers, uh, Draugr. Uh, I went to, you know, I wiped their asses out pretty quick. Uh, I got back to Solitude. She told me, okay, you can go ahead and have the house. You know, you can go ahead and buy it now. So I went and bought it. So I, I, I also did some pickpocketing. Did you get uh, Mercurio over to Solitude? Did you get him to move into the Proud Spire Manor? Yeah, he did, and he just sits there. <laughs> he found a new bench to sit on and waste someone else's time. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I was moving from uh, one screen to another, and everything just locked up on me. I apologize. Oh, no, that's, Have you that's used Mercurio as a follower or as a, as a, at all? No, I end up, uh, when I got Onmund, I used him. Uh, okay. And uh, I believe it was Colin told me he was a real powerful uh, chain lightning. Who, yeah. Mercurio? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm oh. sorry. Onmund. Oh, because Mercurio is no, no, pretty I, powerful. I, yeah, Mercurio is the one with chain lightning, right? What does uh, Onmund do then? Because it looks like he's frying people too. Uh, yeah, I, I think he uses sparks. I don't think okay. he gets up to chain lightning. I don't think he's that tough. I think oh. Mercurio is the more powerful of the two, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah but no. I've never used either as followers. This is just what other people I've, I've heard say. I just remember the one. I, Belrand is the is the other uh, mercenary I was using. But anyway. I remember when I wanted to work on enchanting, I wanted to go down to the Black Reach and go ahead and uh, try and get a bunch of soul gems. Soul gems. Nice, so I, yeah. yeah, so I took Anman with me, and he covered me real well. I mean, he fried all the farmer that were down there. He did a really good cool. job. Actually, I've never actually had him, so I wouldn't... Yeah, I don't think I had him. I've always taken other... If I've taken one of them, it's always been... Uh, not Kajo. Jizargo. Jizargo. yeah. I actually like Jizargo. He has that fire. He's Khajiit, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's one of the two Khajiit followers. Okay. He's that sassy guy at the college who's always challenging you, saying that, oh, Jizargo's... <laughs> you have to go do his fire scroll test, I think, is one of the things for the, the mages college. That is a fair point that Brian's making, though, by the way, that, you know, how much of our uh, assigned uh, things should we have completed by now uh, as, as at the end of season season one? I mean, I've, I have not completed the, the, uh, the Dawn Guard, but I've, I've tried to sort of get other things like the Frost Troll. That was my one of my assigned followers. So I finally got Frost Trolls uh, or Troll of any kind, Armored Troll, I guess. Is, mm-hmm. is the, it says everybody else got all their... Dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's. Yeah, I actually, I got wrong. to 100 in speech. That was the only thing I got to 100 in. Uh, I'm only 81 in speech, so I still got to go speech. Um, I did have a second follower, Miko, but I'm not actually taking him around with me anymore. I- I've left him back in the house with. Well, the kids need someone to watch over them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> as far as all the other stuff, yeah, so leader of the companions, 100 and the other things and things like that, but as I said, I just left uh, Omlug, um right, I just got him like a couple of days ago because it suited. Once I went back into uh, Bannard Mayor, got drunk. And you ended up in Markarth, yeah. Ended up in Markarth, <laughs> it was like, you know, it, it was serendipitous, so... <laughs> <laughs> I had to finagle it, uh, but uh, like you know, work it a little bit, sort of like a little bit of yeah. license there. But uh, yeah, that's how it worked out. That I got married to Omlog, so I think I'm all set apart from the speech. 
which, as we all yeah. know, is a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I finished the Bard's College. I just I need to get my my two handed is at ninety five. I need to get that up to one hundred. Shouldn't be too tough in the next couple of weeks. I should be able to do that. My restoration's at fifty five. I don't know if I'll ever get that to one hundred. Yeah, who's who's a two handed trainer? Is there one of the companions? Yeah, um, one of the two brothers. Farkas. Yeah, Farkas. that's Farkas. the only way yeah. I'm going to get more no, no. to hundred. Vilkas. Vilkas. Yeah. Vilkas, yeah. Is the guy at Castle Dongard also uh, a two-handed trainer? That's and yeah, no, heavy armor. Oh, heavy oh, armor. Heavy. Okay. okay. Because I I can't get I I'm almost there with my two-handed, but enchanting is just I because I don't grind. Uh, I just. I don't know. I I just rather try to move things Do it up. organically. Yeah. Sort of, I guess. So I don't know. It's just it's, I don't have anything against grinding. I just don't. So my enchanting is is low, and I'm I'm just not gonna. I'm probably never gonna make a hundred with it. Well, I think we've all done a good job. Again, these were just things to you know have a concentration on your storyline, just to to make some sort of guidelines to follow. It wasn't necessarily that the whole point was to get to 100. It was just that these should be the ones you were supposed to concentrate on. No, it's so, fun to have goals. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just makes you play the game a little bit differently, which is pretty nice. Yeah, um, yeah I've never done blocking, and blocking was actually pretty fun. I, I had to mix. I had to enchant some items so that I could have enough stamina to actually do the blocking because um, if you don't have enough stamina, it's just painful. Just yeah. getting hit takes away your stamina, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I do like the um, the bull rush that you do when you're blocking because you just kind of he kind of charges up and then you just see people flying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say as far as not completing factions, I was supposed to join the companions, but here's where the dilemma comes in: uh, faction is companions. My other follower is Garmir, which is a death hound. So oh. I would have to join the companions, complete that entire quest line, and then get rid of being a werewolf in order to join <laughs> the vampires to get that dog, right? Or vice versa. I'd have to go one or the other. I think the companions' storyline is shorter than joining the vampires. So that's kind of where I'm in dilemma. So I think the very next thing I'm going to do, probably as soon as we sign off here today, I'm going to hop in and start joining the companions and at least get that yeah. knocked out. So I can go ahead and get that Death Hound as my follower, because you, you can't join the, the uh, vampires if you have werewolf blood. Yeah, I'm not sure which is shorter. They both seem like they're pretty beefy storylines there. Uh, I think the companion is pretty short. It's only about four or five missions, and you're done. And they're yeah, quick. unless you do a lot of the Radiant Quest. It, it is. Right. It is a little bit. Yeah, I guess I was doing a lot of the Radiant Quest, and I remember spending a lot of time with that. Yeah, because the Dawn Guard is really long, especially yeah. when you have to go down down into the underworld and. Oh, the soul uh, can't go. Yeah, and he, I, has to, uh, he has to walk everywhere too, which is super shitty. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if I need to get that far. I don't know if I have to actually enter the Soul Cairn before I can get that follower. I might be able to get that follower before the Soul Cairn. Yeah, but I'm not sure when the when the Death Hounds become available to you. Yeah, That'd be something to look into. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe when you become a, a master vampire, or whatever, a, a vampire lord, maybe then you're you're. And you have to complete Dongard in order to become the vampire lord, or is that an option that's presented um, to you earlier that, on in the quest? That's from the beginning. It's from right, the beginning. Yeah, right, at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, maybe it'll be the first thing off. I, cool. I've done nothing with uh, um, Solstheim yet, so um, no, that's, why, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why I haven't got my I'm spider. Really my looking spider, spider. Well, speaking of Solstheim, what are we doing for season two, gentlemen? How how are we going to do this? Well, I forget, Colin. Did were you? 
were you talking about rolling a new character for Solstheim or not? I can't remember. I uh, know for no. the Civil War. Oh, for the Civil yeah. War. That was it. Okay, yeah. Because we have a date in Solstheim. Slyth, uh has a date with Gunmar, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to figure out a way of making that happen. <laughs> yeah. When I first uh, was writing it, it was uh, Aethys and... Um, Koznak, who were having the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was uh, like, because you got me, you got the Nord, and you got the Dark Elf, and then with you, you got the Dark Elf and the Nord. So you just had Slyth and Gonvar sitting, staring at each other, and then you had Koznak and, uh, <laughs> uh what's his name, uh, uh Aethys doing all the talking. Uh, but I, I had to slightly change it because it couldn't work. <laughs> well, it it would be actually doable if uh, with with familiar faces, would you know, with the mod familiar faces. Be yeah, I have seen that you could uh, pull somebody's uh, thing. The only problem is I'm on the Xbox. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. That's why I was wondering if you were going to roll, if you're going to start in, in on the PC. Yeah, I'll be do- when when we start up the uh, the Civil War, I'll be going back to the PC because yeah. that's why I, I I wanted to stick with Gunvar because the. The Civil War is going to be his big thing. Right, that's right. The problem is, I can't get the proper resolution for it on the Xbox. I mean, with on hmm. PC, I could have modded it so I could have killed Ulfric. You can even mod it to become High King, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Wow, there you go. One thing to watch out for if you're going to use that Civil War overhaul mod is to start it from the very beginning of your playthrough. Yeah. It's very finicky mod. I've, I've messed with it a little bit, and it just it bugs out so easily. But it's it's really extensive. It's it's very complex. So, Victor, would you suggest for doing the Civil Quest mod, which or I'm sorry, the uh, War, uh, which will be the what season three? Is that right, yeah. Andrew? Uh, yeah, Civil War will be season three. Um, so we should start that with like a clean slate for the most part. I don't. Know I this. think I, I, there was discussion yeah. of that. Um, I thought. Colin maybe mentioned that he wanted to do that through with Gunvar as well, but uh, we might make that optional. Um, at the beginning of these seasons, I would like to take the opportunity to uh, send the invitation out to as many people as possible so that if other people would like to join in or do playthroughs, uh, please go ahead if you would like uh, random attributes assigned and character traits. Uh, please just send us an email at skyrimroundtable at gmail.com. I'd be happy to include you if you just want to do a playthrough, just play along and then send in emails about your adventures. Or if you'd like to go ahead and be on the podcast, we're always accepting new people to come on the podcast and help us out. So if you'd like a new fresh role, if you'd like to join us on Soul's Time, please, by all means, give us a contact and uh, we'll we'll set you up and you can join us in our in our brigade over to Soul's Time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'd just like to add that I mean it's not as scary as as it sounds. It's just <laughs> it's just shooting the shit with a bunch of friends. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So it was it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Any, is anybody else working on their their destruction for Soulstein? Because I'm finding it hard trying to build up my destruction to get ready for Soulstein. Why would you need it in particular for Soulstein? Uh, for Karstag? Yeah. The, uh, oh, the myth- mythical giant beast guy. The oh. only thing he's he's vulnerable to is fire. Is it really? Oh, God, that he's, makes sense, yeah. He's yeah. immune to frost and he's immune to shock for some unknown reason. Uh, and if you, <laughs> if you and he's just too much him. of a badass for two hand. I've heard it yeah. said he's tougher than the ebony warrior. Is that? Have you found that at all? 
Uh, oh. I, I beat him first, then went up against the Ebony Warrior, summoned Castag. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's the Ebony way to Warrior. do it. Yeah. Oh, I had the Ebony Warrior kill me once. <laughs> Guy's tough. I wish oh, you could summon I, that guy. Was it, um, I had the Ebony Warrior. I Fusrodard him. He was lying on the floor. I pulled out Volendrong and smashed him as hard as I could, and I died. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has that perk where you have ten uh, percent damage was reflected back to you. Oh, oh yeah, hot. yeah. And you shouldn't I have hit him so hard. Yeah, hit him too hard with Volendrong. It went right back to me. He killed me dead. Oh man, that's a bitch. Oh, he countered your crit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alright, so as it stands, it looks like we'll be continuing with our same Season 1 characters on to Season 2 up in Solstice time. I think just, uh, when we do the Civil War, I'll, I'll definitely need a reroll since I've already completed the Civil War quest. Oh, All right, sounds. I'll probably join you with a with a fresh roll, and people are welcome to have a fresh roll if they like, or continue with their same characters. I know yeah. we can sort of get attached to these characters that we've developed relationships with, so yeah. I do not mind either way. But uh, I just like to use these seasons as a good jumping in point for any listeners that we have, if they would like to jump in and join us. By all means, just get a hold of us, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be happy to have you along. Yeah, oh, they'll, need, sure. they'll need to uh, speak to Brian about how to catch up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a in beast. About a week. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did three quarters of the freaking dragon storyline and by himself. One week. Yeah, in one week. <laughs> well, speaking speaking, of, you, know, you see his exuberance for that. Uh, speaking of season two, uh, we're just going to keep to our three week recording schedule. And so three weeks from tonight will be Saturday, September 27th at 5 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We will be recording our first Season 2 episode, and that will be for Dragonborn DLC. The four quests that we will be assigned are 1, Dragonborn, 2, March of the Dead, 3, An Axe to Grind, and 4, The Final Descent. And in, in the final descent, you will get the Black Book uh, mission, Winds of Change. So you'll also have to add the uh, Winds of Change mission, but that is within the final descent. And we're doing this slightly different in that for Season 1, we did only the Dragon Quest. And so I just went, there were 17 of them, and we just went bam, 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 down the line. All of them had nothing to do with anything else, just the Dragon Quest storylines. For Souls Time, since Dragonborn, uh, the quest line itself is so much shorter than the Dragon storyline, I went ahead and found all the side quests on Souls Time and all the other side stories and everything. And I tried, to the best of my knowledge, uh, fit all the quests together that made sense in order. So you will basically be doing one step each uh, in each episode, one step of the um, the Dragonborn storyline, getting to Mirok. So I tried to time it out so that uh, we'll be facing Mirok on January 10th. So we will be getting six episodes out of this, like we did with the Dragon storyline. It's just that we're not going to be doing them in sequence as much. I mixed in a bunch of the side quests, 
So we'll be doing a lot of those mixed in. So the storyline won't move on quite as quickly, and hopefully I figured it out in a manner that will make sense in order to do everything together. We're, I'm not quite sure how this will work, but uh, we'll, we'll hopefully it'll flow well enough that it makes sort of sense in the whole storyline. So um, if you'd like to check the, um, the stories all together, the, the quests, they are in our Facebook group. Uh, for a Skyrim Addict Podcast Roundtable, that specific group is the pinned post up at the top. So if you'd like to join in, please uh, just request uh, to be my friend on Facebook, and I will sign you up for the uh, Skyrim Addict Podcast Roundtable. It's a different group than the normal Skyrim Addict Podcast group, so uh, you'll need to see that in order if you want to get the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully we got it all planned out here. And, and again, the next, I guess the first episode will be here on September 27th, and I hope to have all of you return to uh, join us on Solstice Time. Again, if anyone else would like to jump in, please do so. Does anyone have any closing thoughts for our uh, podcast this evening before I launch into our closing material? Uh, I just want to say how much I've enjoyed it so far. It's been great. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, everybody's it's wonderful talking to all you guys. So I've had a great time talking to you guys about you know twice a month, once or twice a month. It's it's been really cool to you know keep up with everyone and and chat about our adventures. Uh, but not only that, but just to get get to know everyone a little bit better on the side. It's it's been really fun having this little podcast with everyone. So I'd like to thank everyone's dedication uh, to showing up all the time and getting the quests played. And not only that, but uh, forming a friendship here online. This it's been really nice to get to know everyone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's been uh, one of my the highlights of my month every month. Uh, <laughs> uh, was it? Um, I think uh, a big thanks to um, to Andrew for. All this hard work of putting yeah, this together uh, every two or three weeks. It's, uh, I know you've got a lot in your plate with uh, with the misses and the kid and work <laughs> and uh, the ear wash and everything like that, and you still find the time to put all this together. It's amazing, bro, and thank you so very much for setting it all up for us. Yeah, it's my pleasure putting this together. This is one of the highlights of my week as well as getting to sit here and talk with you guys about you know, my, my nerdy interest that a lot of people outside of this world would have zero interest in. <laughs> yeah, we found some kindred spirits here. <laughs> yeah, you try to mention Draugr Deathlords to my wife and she just glazes over and turns around and walks out the room. That means she's a good wife, Andrew. Try to <laughs> <laughs> I would I would definitely like to say uh, thank you to uh, Colin and uh, Victor for, uh, as, as Andrew said, having uh, 100% uh, perfect attendance. You guys have uh, really carried the show. But, uh, Andrew, you've been... Uh, you, you've been awesome. You've been busting your ass getting the show in, in, in stride, and also with uh, the Earwash show, uh, a, a baby on the way, which congrats. I've never had a chance to say this publicly, but congrats on that. You know, your first child is awesome, so... Uh, I, I want to thank I want to thank everybody, every last one is, and even our 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 new uh, our new guy uh, Juan, you know, for showing up. Awesome, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Juan, you did a wonderful job. I'm I'm glad that you finally popped in, and I'm I hope that you will uh, be a regular guest on uh, season two. I I welcome it and encourage it wholeheartedly. Oh, as much as I enjoyed this, uh, it's definitely going to be on on my to do list. Um, as long as uh, family stuff doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'd love to have you aboard over on Souls Time. Including anyone else out there, please give us a, give us an email and we'll hook you up. Anyone else? Final closing thoughts. If you'll just say your name and your character's name 
and we'll start our sign-off process. Brian? My name is Brian. I live just outside of Chicago, and my character's name is Egret, and she is a badass little archer. Juan? Um, my name is Juan. I live in uh, Southern California, um, Escondido to be more exact, and I have an Argonian scorpion fork tongue. And Victor? Victor from Massachusetts. My character is Slythe Aaron, and uh, we'll see you in Solstein. And Colin. Uh, hi, my name is Colin. Colin from uh, England. Uh, my character's name is Gonvar Oakenmaster, Supreme Ruler of all Temriel. Cool question mark. <laughs> Maybe someday. And I am adventuring with Mania Abomna. A red guard specializing in two-handed. I would like everyone. I would like to encourage everyone to please follow a Skyrim addict on Twitter at a Skyrim addict and join the Facebook group. There's plenty of great Skyrim talk always happening over there. And if you would please uh, to promote interaction, upload a character of your upload a picture of your current character with the hashtag. Uh, Skyrim Roundtable. You can do that on Facebook or on the Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to send play-along feedback for the Roundtable, please do so to SkyrimRoundtable at gmail.com, and we're encouraging all the new people to please join us all over on Solstheim. It'll be good to have a, a lot of fresh faces to, to meet over there in Raven Rock. And I'd like to send out a special thanks to Dan Bull for allowing us to use his uh, Skyrim Dovahkiin rap for our theme music. I really like uh, being able to include clips of that beginning and after the show. I'd like to encourage everyone after the podcast to please stay tuned for audio feedback, because I hear Colin might be putting together yet another short narrative of uh, his character and their adventures. Um, please sign up for Dragonborn Season 2 over on Solstheim. We encourage all the new people to hop on. Again, that email is skyrimroundtable at gmail.com, and we'll hook you up with uh, a character race and the three attributes that you need to concentrate on and all that. And uh, again, I'd like to send out a special thanks to everyone for listening. And I've just had a wonderful time doing Season 1, the dragon story with everyone and uh, we're having just a wonderful time here in Skyrim. So I'd like to encourage any more people who have any interest to please go ahead and join us for the adventures over on Solstheim. And happy Skyriming. Happy Skyriming. Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it. In which I've written your obituary I am the Dragonborn Wearing a hat with badass horns I'm Dover Keen, I'm globally You're nobody at all That was excellent, gentlemen. Thank yeah, you so okay. much. Another beastly episode. <laughs> Speaking of beastly, Colin, I gotta say, I, I mean, I... Your narratives are awesome. You have a really, really great way with words and thoughts and, and, and observations. And and I have to tell you, I think they would stand alone really well. I, they're fine uh, added on to the roundtable, but I think they'd make a, a superb podcast on their own. So just consider it. But this would be great, actually, if you want to do this narrative story as, as your own show. I, I think it would be a hit with everyone.
I think it would be better doing it that way because as doing a podcast as myself, I'm a horrendous human being, so <laughs> don't really want me to have a voice. So I probably would be better off to play a character because uh, do a narrative. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody else who you can like, you know, with uh, Gunvar, it's always nice because. He is an asshole. <laughs> and then he spends like 10 minutes with Lucia, and you're like, oh, well, you know, he can't Maybe he's that not that bad. bad. Yeah. Well, maybe and, that's something we can discuss with Blake, is uh, giving you a... You know, there's already three shows going in the Skyrim Addict feed. Why not make it a fourth and just have, like, Colin's Narrative Story Hour or whatever? Hi, guys. Uh, this is Colin. Uh, back again with uh, my notes. Uh, for a nice read-through. It's going to be shorter than the last one, a lot shorter, because the, the last one was too far, because I had missed one of the weeks. Uh, I also like to say that, although I always sound like I'm sick, this time I actually am sick, so it's going to be like ten times worse than it usually is. So sorry about that, but uh, until I can afford to uh, hire Jeremy Irons to read these, uh, you're just going to have to suffer. So, I'm going to uh, backtrack again. And um, set off so we know where we left off. We find out for sure where Alduin has gone. And they also find out that the only way to get there is to trust a dragon. But Odoving is no Parthenex. He's a follower. A follower who ever is strongest. And that just happens to be me. I tell him to serve me instead. And he will. As long as Alduin is taken out. The wry smile returns, as I wonder if Odoving likes the taste of Jarl's. I give myself a mental punch in the gut for letting my mind wander. This is no time to be making future plans. I need to be right here and now. He's not lying. I know that for sure. The question is, do I want to go now, or wait? Get better. Get better prepared. Acquire more powerful skills and weapons. Uh, all the while Alduin regains his strength. No. I go now. Take the fight to him. If I delay now, it will be perceived as weakness. Or cowardice. Alright, Odaving, I'm in. Betray me, though. The last sight you'll see is a raging Dunmer bearing a war axe in your face, all the while screaming intelligible obscenities at you. Nobody wants that. I give the guard the okay to release him and tell Aethys to wait and right run, just in case. I take one last look from the balcony and take a breath. I go against my better judgment and actually get on top. <laughs> better judgment can kiss my ass. Ha! I gotta get me one of these. We get to Skuldarfen. And it's exactly as Odoving said. All of Alduin's forces are here waiting on me. Odoving takes his leave. Parting with the less than encouraging words of I'll await your return or Alduin's. Nice. But it's probably the best I should expect from a fair weather friend such as him or any dragon.
Skaldafin is big, but I've seen bigger. I should make short work, short work of this, even solo. I decide to make a show of it. No sneaking. I just charge in and make my presence felt. It's not too long till half the runes are charging after me. And that's when I let loose the mayhem spell. And the whole of Skaldafin turns into a war zone. Everyone's affected by the dragons. But they're too busy fending off all the draga to see me coming in for the kill with Dragon Bane and the Razor. As soon as all the dragons are done, I bring up the snowman and drop all the draga. Spot where I'm heading, but there's no way up to it. Looks like I'm going to have to go through the ruins. Which, thinking about it, starts sounding like the better plan. Nobody has seen these ruins in thousands of years. Who knows what treasures the ancient Nords have hidden here. <laughs> Inside I don't sneak, but I do trade carefully. There's a reason why these are the guys protecting Alduin. Judging from the ebony weapons the ones outside were carrying, these were warriors of significance and shouldn't be taken lightly. However, I am me, so there's not that much to worry about. A few solved puzzles and a lot of dead on dead later, I exit to the top of the ruins and head for the portal. I see the priest guarding it, but that's of no concern. The most important issue right now is that the show worked. Two dragons perched either side of the ruins have no intention of attacking me. Looks like Odoving isn't the only one waiting to see how this plays out. Huh. Life must be hard under the heel of the big bastard. Wait till they get a load of me. The priest comes at me, but he's all magic. And with the enchanted pieces I've been able to attain from various places, it pretty much renders his staff completely useless. But it turns out that none of it mattered anyway, as the razor did its thing. I search through the pile of ashes it left and take its mask, under the watchful gaze of the waiting seers above. If they only knew that its only purpose from now on is to be used to scare a little girl once a year, after the harvest festival. I approach the portal to Sovereign Guard and take a moment. At the precipice I try to think of something memorable to say, something befitting the occasion. But all that comes to mind is never eat yellow snow and I jump. Arriving in Sovereign Guard is like waking from a nightmare. I'm not too sure where I am. Not sure why I'm here. If I'm actually alive or dead. This must be how Esmond feels every morning. As I venture down the steps, my faculties return. And I steel myself for what's ahead. There'll be plenty of time to admire the scenery after. I hope. I see Alduin off in the distance. The mist he surrounds himself feels wrong, 
As I enter it, my thoughts are confirmed by a lost storm cloak. It appears to affect the dead more than the living, or it could be that I'm just me. I use a clear sky shout to remove the mist, try to find my way to Shores Hall. There are a few other souls lost in the mist, but none that I concern myself with, until I see him. The armour is a dead giveaway, but it's the disapproving look that lets me know it's him. Codlack. What took you so long is all I got. <laughs> Do you have any idea what I went through to get your old ass in here in the first place? Only to be stopped by a damn lizard old man. The enough of your lip lad nearly makes me laugh. But then the now go and sort this mess out so I can get some mead fills me with confidence. Not that I'm lacking in that department. His expression changes as the mist starts to take its toll and he can no longer fight its effects. I turn and head off, not wanting to witness the old man in that condition. I finally get to the Wildbone Bridge, and I see Sun. Mind you, he's hard to miss. When I approach him, it dawns on me as to why he or the other warriors didn't end Alwyn when he first arrived. He says it's because Shore stayed his hand, maybe to let the end come. Hmm. I scoff at this and comment that maybe he was waiting for a real warrior. But I don't think he got what I meant. He offers further proof that he's not the afterlife's biggest thinker when he asks by what right do I request entry. <laughs> I refrain from telling him it's because his mother invited me over and tell him that by right of birth, of course, dragonborn. Now lace it with all the disdain I could summon. He grants me passage, but only after a trial of might. Gladly. I give him the respect he deserves as a warrior. Just. And I hold nothing back. He's a big lad, so I don't give him the chance to hit me with that axe. He's quicker than I thought, but not quick enough and I'm in and out before he even knows what's happened. A couple more like that, and he concedes, stands aside. Across the bridge and enter the Hall of Valor, and it's as the old stories promised, and more. I'm barely inside when I'm greeted by Moore himself, who confirms what I had already thought. They needed me to end this, but I won't be alone. The heroes of old, Gormleith, Hakon and Feldia, will be by my side. They're no Aethys and Mika, but at least with using Dragonrend, it'll give me the chance to concentrate all my efforts on killing the big bastard, and not worrying if he's going to take to the air at the last moment. For a minute I consider exploring around the hall, see if my brother made it here, but think better of it. What if he didn't? Or worse, what if he did? And he witnessed the things I've done in reaction to his fate. I know he'd want me to stop, but I can't hear that. Not now. 
once I finish the dragon, the real fight begins. And I can't have that on my mind. Not when I face the bear. I join the other three, and I can't help but smile. They haven't changed. Not in all this time. And Gormlake's eagerness for battle is infectious. Weapons drawn, they run to battle. They run to glory, and I follow, in the hopes that my deeds now will be remembered. Not the ones I'll commit in the days to come. We reach the mist and use clear skies to clear it and to call Alduin out. It takes a few tries, but it works, and he comes to meet his end at the tip of my blade. Even after regaining his strength, he cannot withstand Dragonrend. And once down, he never gets back up. The other heroes tear at his sides, but I face him head on. I want to make sure he knows that this is it. That he will be no more, and that I am the cause of it. He spits fire at me, and I spit it right back in turn. In between slashes, I down every potion I ever found, and he wanes. And I see the fear, and finally the realisation in his eyes. It's a beautiful sight, and I savour every second of it, before striking the final blow. Bang, you bastard. And tell them Gonvar Oakenmaster sent you. You'll have plenty of company. It's done. There's nothing left. Not even his bones. The other heroes stand to one side. His son approaches and informs me that he can send me back when I wish. I take a moment to say farewell to the heroes of old. And to Kodlak. Then I take one last look at the Hall of Valor. I cannot express the joy I felt at being able to stand within its walls. And now, the sadness I feel overwhelms me. Not because I have to leave, but because I know I'll never return. Southern Guard is for heroes, for warriors with honor and a code. Where I'm going, well, I guess I'll see you soon, Alduin. But not too soon. I tell Son I'm ready. And before I leave, he gives me with a shout, bestowed by Shore himself. I shout to call a warrior of old to aid me in battle. But I can't help but think that if they send me Gormleth, uh, I don't think I'll be too quick in trying to send her back. Sun uses a shout to send me back to Skyrim, to the throat of the world. I know I'm back as my luck holds true to four. And I realise that I'm surrounded by dragons. If I ever do get back to Selvengard, I must remember to have a word with Son about his aim. Whiterun would have been nice. They begin to shout, not at me, but to the sky. Still can't make sense of the dragon language, but I hear Alduin's name in there. They're either mourning his loss or celebrating his demise. Either way, I draw my weapons. After a minute of this, Parthenex lands and shares his thoughts. I'm not so forthcoming.
the words he could pick in two languages, I might add. He chooses that one to describe Alduin. If my mind wasn't made up before, it is now. He takes off and declares his intention to get the dragons to follow him. I'm about ready to make my move when Odaving lands in front of me. Confirms my suspicions. Parthenax intends to claim leadership over the other dragons now that I've taken care of Alduin. Hmm. Odaving then swears fealty to me, not Parthenax. An offer I find hard to believe, but I'll put that loyalty to the test sooner than he thinks. <coughs> Excuse me. He takes to the air when Parthenax lands on his perch again. And I talk to him. Just to make sure he knows exactly why. I tell him why the Blades want him gone. And he responds with a speech about how hard he worked for redemption. To overcome his nature. He may be right, but I don't care. I flash my weapons and I look him in the eye. He was your brother. It doesn't matter who or what he was. If he was Alduin the World Eater, or if he's your bastard older brother, born of some Breton whore who you never met before. You never betray your blood. You never betray your family. The greatest man I ever knew taught me that. Your words are hollowed, Overkeen, was his response. You speak of loyalty when your actions betray all of Skyrim in pursuit of glory. None more so than your elven brother when you arrived here alone to face Balduin in a battle, a battle to decide the fate of so many you left him behind. I am Gonvar Oakenmaster, dragonborn. I was blessed by Akatosh and destined to slay Alduin. No songs will be sung of traitorous dragons or mangy dogs, and certainly not any filthy dark elf slaying the world eater at my side. Your name shall go down in history as I see fit. Be thankful I speak your names at all. It's then that our words turn to shouts, and Dragonrend is the first thing that comes. To my surprise, he manages to fly from his perch, but only for a moment. He may be even stronger than his brother. He's certainly smarter. He completely ignores the snowman and concentrates all his fire on me. Literally. I bash him with the shield, and that allows a little respite from his thune. I use Dragonrend again, but I can't keep this up. I circle around his perch and heal up, and I grab the razor. I manage to drag and rend one more time before, he's the, before he gets up again. I pull up another snowman and put it right in his face. It only works for a second, but that's all I need. I make it as quick as I can and hold nothing back. And it's done. And it feels wrong. But then again... I already knew that. I look around me and all of the other dragons are gone. 
except for Odovin, who circles the peak. I clamber up to the very top of the mountain and shout Dragonrend to the heavens again and again, informing them all of who they serve now. Ooh, a pickaxe. Epilogue. When I get back to write one, it's time for celebrations and song. And mead. But first I speak to the lady of the house, and she truly must have been sent by the divines. As in within the first few moments, she allays any fears I had of being a complete heartless bastard by flashing that big smile of hers. In response to receiving Nern's ugliest doll. Thanks, Bellathor. That night it was off to the Bannard Mare, and everyone was invited. From crusty old Vignar, all the way down to stinky Brennan. Even Lydia cracked a smile at being invited, until I told her she was on Lucia duty, and I told Miko and Athis that they were on me duty. Can't have the dragonborn doing anything unbecoming of his station now, can we? Songs are sung, mead is drank, and fights are fought. Even the stranger gets in the spirits. Drinking competition? Heh! <laughs> stranger, you've got yourself a bet. That's it. Cheers, guys! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.